And we're rolling. Welcome. Cool Ticket Podcast, episode 30. 30. Curry. 30. Curry. 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 Oh, appreciate it. Got the 30. That's a big number. Appreciate it. Yeah. Appreciate it, bro. If you can't, if you don't recognize the voice, that's Tony motherfucking Two Guns. Buffalo's finest. Those pistolas in the building. He's <laughs> <laughs> gracing us with his presence again because this is a, an a episode, I guess you could say special episode, um, one topic that we're going to discuss on this one is that it's 90s professional wrestling. Oh yeah, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed and it. for the record, 90s professional wrestling includes early, early 2000s. Early 2000s. Well. Kind of yeah, bleeds yeah. over. Kind of bleeds over. Like to what? Oh. What were you thinking? 05, 06? I mean, I thought I, I, I think 03, 04. I, I think 03, 04 is probably the yeah. cutoff. Yeah. Because yeah. after that, then it I gets agree. a little weird. Scorpion King. Yeah. Scorpion King. Scorpion King is the cutoff? Yeah. yeah. When did that come out? First one. What the, uh, I don't know, honestly. It had to have been 2004. Yeah, summer. It was after summer high school, right? Yeah, it was, yeah. It was like, a, I think yeah. I was fresh out of high school. <clears throat> terrible movie. It was bad. Real terrible bad. Movie. Yeah. But it launched a career of terrible movies. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to The Rock. I mean, yeah. you know, he's he doing his shit. Shout out to you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean has he done one like, decent really? movie? No, he's, had, he's got a few. So you know what you get from The Rock, though, right? Like, you, you know what type of movie it is. Yeah. It's not going to be great. Yeah. It's probably going to be mildly entertaining at the least. Gridiron Gang. I enjoyed that. I mean, it was cool. I like the, I mean, Jumanji was cool. Yeah. I like yeah. the Fast and the Furious series. Dude, really? He's an excellent character. Like, in addition to the series, like, he's great. I mean, I'm not going to lie, man. I haven't watched any of him in the Fast and Furious series. I watched him in G.I. Joe, too. I haven't seen the newest one, but... Yeah. And it's like uh, eight of them bitches, ain't it? What's the one? At least. You know, fucking with the little girl. Two Fairy or some shit. No, not Two Fairy. Two Fairy. Like Game oh, Plan. Game, I, I, that, I, I, I fucked game, game Plan. Game Plan was really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, I fucked yeah, Game Plan. I fucked yeah. Game Plan. Shout out to The Rock, man. He pivoted and making a whole new career. More profitable than his old career. Not many people can do that shit. He gets props for that. Oh, even though the movies ain't that great. See, I fucked up. I fucked up. I should have said, "What's your favorite rock movie?" Oh shit! I mean, we can talk it about it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all, right, all right, all right, So, '90s wrestling, the, specifically what we talking about—the Attitude Era, WCW, in the midst of the, the yeah, Monday Night how, how we got started watching wrestling. Okay. I mean, early '90s is whatever. Gotcha. You know. Yeah, I ain't fucking early '90s. Yeah. yeah. That's when they still had the comic book characters. So we talking about like. What, ninety six going forward? Probably nine, yeah, ninety five, ninety six going forward, and then all right. So, that cut off. So, so since you're the guest, Tony, let me let me ask you first. Yeah. So what did this era mean to you as a kid growing up? You know, watching watching it and watching the transition from you know the superheroes and weird ass characters that the WWE had to the the attitude and the more I don't, I don't I mean they weren't really realistic but more explicit. Like characters, I feel like they were more realistic. Like I said, we got rid of you know the garbage man and you know all these characters, Doink the Clown and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what, Doink might still been around in the Attitude Era. I don't think so. He was there for a while, but I don't know, man. It broke the mold. Like I've been watching wrestling since I can't even remember. You know, what I mean, like wrestling is part of my life. It'll always be part of my life. It just changed completely, man. With Stone Cold, Degeneration X, like that. That was some shit. We were weren't used to seeing. No, you know, it was like how do I how do I try to think how to compare it? You know, it was like watching something like a cartoon version and then to like a rated R version, <laughs> super quick, super quick, right? Because that's what we got in the early nineties. Yeah, we had all these you know Macho Man and Hulk Hogan and you know IRS and guys like that, and then you went to Stone Cold and The Rock and Triple H and the Suck It 
You know? Yeah. Yeah. Just bra and panty matches. <laughs> and as a teenager... Forget about bra and panty matches. That was great. <laughs> what about you, Amari? Um, it was so many different characters, man. It was easy to identify with someone. You know, you had Mankind yeah. with the, the holy sweatpants, you know, the average Joe. You had the rock, the buff guy, the popular guy. You had, you know, the bad guys, the bad group. So it was just, you know, everybody had their favorites because it was just plentiful. You know, there's so many different personalities. So, I mean, it was good. I rock with it. Yeah. It was the first time you really got to see, like, fighting. Yeah. 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 Right. Like that, yeah, you know, yeah. you get that urge out, you know, that little little scratch, you know, like, before you, you know, found out that it was all, all you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I, I, we'll get into that. To me, I was falling out of love with wrestling right before, like, the Stone Cold shit happened. Because um, I was just kind of over it. I'm like, all right, cool, you know. Bret Hart was, you know, a cool character, but like, he was too goody goody for me. There, there, there was no, there were no layers to the character, or whatever. There's nothing really to hold my attention. So I, I really wasn't fucking with it until uh, King of the Ring, Stone Cold cuts the infamous Austin Three Sixteen promo. Right, right. Austin Three Sixteen says, "I just whipped your ass." Before that, he was what the he was the million master. dollar. Ch- he's the ringmaster. Ring so I saw yeah. him on like Saturday morning superstars, whatever the fuck he used to be called. And I was like, eh, whatever. And this dude kind of lame, little white boots and shit, and million dollar man walking around with him. He had a little million dollar belt. And like I, I wasn't watching wrestling when he entered the King of the Ring. He ended up winning the King of the Ring. Um, everyone knows who's into wrestling. Though Triple H should have won, but right. because of the shit he did with Diesel and Razor Ramon and, and, and HB, Garden, HBK, and the yeah. curtain call, right. you know all. Wrestling fans know the curtain call is Madison Square Garden. That they pulled them, and they put Stone Cold in his place. And by God, what a fucking lucky accident that was! Yes, <laughs> Hunter's trash. <laughs> uh, I clicked with Stone Cold like immediately. Like this whole, you know, kind of fuck the establishment, fuck my boss. You know, I'm gonna do what I want to do. Um, I'm gonna, you know, if I don't like you, I'm gonna hit you with a stunner. I like the way he wrestled as a kid because it seemed like a fight. Like it right. seemed like he was actually fighting people. Right. You know, it wasn't him doing these. Missile Suplexes, drop kicks and shit yeah, like that. Nah, you know, he Double was... axe handles off the top. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, shit like, you know, and I, as a kid growing up, I loved Hulk Hogan. You know, mm-hmm. WrestleMania, th- I watched WrestleMania 3 so many times that I probably fucked up that Blockbuster tape. But I, I would just keep <laughs> renting it from Blockbuster and, you know, watching the Andre the Giant and the Hulk Hogan match. Eventually, I got tired of that shit. You know, I, I felt like I was growing up and I think around the Attitude Era, we had entered middle school, right? So you feel like, you feel like you're a little older now, so you got to put like little childish shit away. Uh, but when the Attitude Era broke, man, I didn't know it was Attitude Era at the time. That's what we can identify it as now. Right. When that shit broke, and with, like I said, with DX and Austin and all that shit, like, I was captivated. Right. Couldn't fucking turn away. Like It was like nothing I've ever seen before. And, I mean, I know I got in trouble at least three times for doing the suck it shit at school. <laughs> I don't know about y'all. <laughs> oh, <man>. but, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what. I did that shit all the time. And Stone Cold had a shirt. And it said, other side, jackass. Mm-hmm. Right? I wore that shirt to school. I remember that shirt. <laughs> and then I got sent to the principal's office. They told me how to turn it inside out. And I'm like, why is this jackass? Is a donkey? Like, you know, <laughs> the rest of that shirt. But, and you know what? It was my, I was a student aide, and right. she's the one who turned me in. The like, teacher you was working yeah, for? Like, that's bitch. fucked up. Ah, it's not up, right? I wanted that shirt my parents went by for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but speaking of which, like, that's when I knew shit turn because everybody wanted to be Stone Cold. Yeah. Like, I have my group of friends. We all watch wrestling. 
We all pretended we were wrestlers. We all wrestled. I mean, we had the like cardboard championship belt made. Like, and I shit did like real that. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we would legit like put on matches and shit, mm-hmm. you know? And then, uh, once that happened, man, when everybody started arguing who wanted to be Stone Cold, that's when I knew I was like, all right. Yeah. This shit's about to turn up. <laughs> like, it's changing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's definitely changing. There's nobody wanted to be Bret Hart. Nobody wanted to be Shawn Michaels. Nobody wanted to be The Undertaker. Everybody Don't. wanted to be Stone Cold. Yeah. You know? And Stone Cold was, I mean, before DX. Like he started yeah, he that movement, yeah, yeah, with that with that infamous King of the Ring, man. So. It's because they they, I mean, they gave him the, the creative freedom to just talk. Like they gave him microphones, like all right, do something, and no one expected him to do what he say what he said. Right. So, like that, that's just, I guess, proof that if you just give the right person, you know, the right opportunity, then they can turn that shit into a motherfucking mega hit. How how, how pissed off is Eric Bischoff? <laughs> <laughs> oh, for letting him go. <laughs> he didn't have the vision, man. And truth be told, neither did Vince McMahon. People always play up Vince McMahon as his super genius. He wasn't a genius. Vince McMahon was a desperate man when this shit broke. He had, he very much so had this particular formula that he wanted to, um, you know, continue forth, but it wasn't working. Right. So he was like, "All right, let's see what you got here. Here's a microphone. Please say, say something. Let's see what happens." Yeah. And that shit took off, right? Yeah. After all this happened, I mean, he pulled the reins in again, and we have the same bullshit, you know, lollipop wrestling that we had before. The attitude era happened. It's now called the PG era, um, and that's because now you know Vince is back in control because you know there really isn't any competition. That that's another discussion for another day. Um, now, Amara, you you mentioned about like you know before you found out it was fake. So once you found out that wrestling was scripted, did you did it hurt your you know perception of it? Did you not watch it anymore? Or, you know what happened with you? When I found out, man, it was like, it was weird. But the thing is, I've seen so many people get like hurt doing wrestling moves mm-hmm. where I still kind of felt like it was, it was real. Did you, you know? watch that, um, that like wrestling expose they had on like ABC or whatever the fuck it was nah, where they showed? I know what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 I, no, I didn't watch it. But oh, okay. I think, mm-hmm. man, it started like, I think the most iconic finishing move to me is the Stone Cold, you know, the stunner or whatever. Yeah. I've seen so many people lose their teeth. Just <laughs> like whatever you tell me is fake. Whatever, all right, cool. But I seen dude lose his teeth. Yeah. You know, something so, about this is real. It's something real. Like people still get hurt. So I think I was still like in between. Like you know, knowing it was fake, it was a you know an act, entertainment. But I still felt like it was you know some type of acrobatic you know skill involved. Mm-hmm. You know, so I still respected it. I knew it was fake, but it was like I, I can't do that flip off the turnbuckle. Like right. I, I, yeah. I don't know how to do that shit. Mm-hmm. So it was like still like in awe. You know, even though the slaps were real, you know. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Tony? I think I found out at a young age. I, honestly, I can't remember when I found out it was fake. But finding out that it was fake and scripted was the best thing ever because mm-hmm. that drew my interest even more behind the scenes. You know, the dirt sheets, shit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. What's going to happen? What's supposed to happen? I think I was, especially in the Attitude Era, like, you know, the matches and everything were great, but behind the scenes shit, I was more intrigued by that than necessarily, you know, oh, who's going to win this match? Mm-hmm. Like, all right, they said they're supposed to push Stone Cold, you know, to win the title. This, you know, pay-per-view, is he going to win it? Like, that's what piqued my interest. That's uh, what intrigued me. Like the that's what drew side. me in, the mystery of it. Yeah. Like, all right, this is what the dirt sheets are saying. Are they wrong? Are they right? You know, like, <laughs> it, it was weird, man. It was it was weird, but, uh, yeah, I had no problem with it. Like I said, I mean, you know, people say, oh, why do you watch wrestling? It's fake. Like, yeah, I I realize that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Why do you watch movies? It's entertainment. Same shit. Yeah. But like like Amari's to Amari's point, these dudes put their bodies on the line. Obviously, we all know that they can seriously get injured. So Paul broke his neck. You know what I'm saying? Sid Vicious. Go watch that. Go watch his his boot off the top rope and when he broke his ankle. Shit like that. You know, there's no faking taking a body slam. There's no faking, you know, jumping off the top rope. There's still impact. Your body is still getting damaged. It's no faking jumping off a 25 foot yeah, ladder. Yeah, like obviously, <laughs> obviously we know they're not punching each other in the face, you know? So it's, uh, it, that never bothered me. Hmm. You, when I was a kid, I, my uncle used to tell me that it was fake and I like argued with him up and down, like, no, it's not, no, it's not, no, it's not. And then that little fucking Secrets of Wrestling came out. I was like, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> It didn't deter me from watching, though. I was like, okay, cool. Right. You know, it is fake, but I still like the characters. Like, the characters would what, what drew me in. So, I mean, it hurt a little bit because I was like, damn, you know, my uncle was right. But at the end of the day, I, I still, I watched after that came out. I'm, I'm sorry, you about to say something, Mark? No, you good. Oh, it's not like you guys I'm going. Yeah. Um, so, around this time, like middle school, 95, 96, you know, 97, the Monday Night Wars were a huge thing for, for the uninitiated. The Monday Night Wars was the war between uh, two wrestling promotions. They both had uh, TV shows on Monday nights. That'd be um, Raw is War uh, with uh, WWF, which is now the WWE, and Monday Night Nitro, which is a WCW, which is now a defunct company that the WWE you know, pretty much bought and killed. When I was growing up, I didn't understand how big of a deal this shit was. I don't think anybody did. Like, I was just kind of like, I was, you know, I flipping back between, you know, back and forth. I was, so the, my last year of middle school, right before I started high school, I came out here and here being Las Vegas from Detroit. And uh, WCW Monday Night Nitro was live. So I could watch Nitro, you know, from five to seven. And then I could catch Monday Night Raw. I think it was like eight. Or nine to eleven, or whatever it was. Right. Um, but before that, when I was in Detroit, I had to fucking flip back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I found myself, no lie, siding with like I want to see what's going on with fucking WCW. Like, oh shit, what Goldberg gonna do? Right? What the NWO gonna do? Like, oh yeah. shit, yeah, you're Razor Ramon are here. Yeah, yeah. Where did y'all fall between like those two? Between WWE or WWF at the time and and WCW? When it came to the Monday night, like, what got your attention more? Because you had to pick one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm always WWF. Like, mm-hmm. You grew up watching it. Like, you know, when WCW started, you know, they're on Saturday mornings and, you know, they'd be on. And that's the shit you watched when WWF wasn't. It was like, all right, I want to watch wrestling. WWF's not on. Let me watch WCW. Right. Uh, Monday night, they, you know, like got into the 90s, late 90s, like what we're talking about. Started getting better, you know. They signed Hogan, they signed Macho Man. Still was like, ah, you know, there's Flair, there's Sting, you know, but it's still like WWF will always be king in my eyes. Luckily for me, uh, my stepdad had a VCR, Mm -hmm. so he would tape Nitro. Oh, okay. Because we were at East Coast too, Buffalo. Yeah. So he would tape Nitro, and then we'd watch Raw, Mm -hmm. and then we watch Nitro right after. Gotcha. So, uh. I mean, but then he would still flip back and forth. And my stepdad was like a huge <laughs> wrestling fan. And, you know, like it, that was one of the best things. I think that would, would drew uh, 
us close, you know, my stepdad and me and my brothers, mm-hmm. is that he was a wrestling fan. He was like super wrestling fan. He had the black box. We never paid for pay per view. <laughs> None of that shit. I think, like, he, you know, like he married, I mean, this is way off topic. He married my mom with five boys. You know what yeah. I mean? That's a tough situation to go into. I wouldn't but, admit it. Something yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's right. Fuck, I don't think I would have done it either. Five games, yeah. hell no. But I think he like that eased him in the wrestling. He was a wrestling fan. We were wrestling fans, so that was uh, awesome. But yeah, man, WWF was always on top. But man, Nitro, I tell you, man, that shit. You know, it kept it kept up with it. Yeah. I was very intrigued. I wanted to watch both. I watched both every Monday. So, Amari, what about you? You go first. Next. I, I fucked with okay. I didn't fuck with WCW until the Outsiders, which was who I knew as Diesel and Razor Ramon, went to WCW. Then I was like, "What in the fuck?" Because at this point, I'm still like, I'm thinking in my head, "They all right? Well, they worked for WWF. They're like WWF wrestlers. What the fuck are they doing here? Like, what's going on?" And they, they did that whole outsider angle, so they were like invading WCW. I was like, "Oh shit, WWF invading W." You know, at this point, you had no, no idea, to, no access to the internet. You don't know that they signed WCW signed right. them, and you know they're showing up, you know, per their contract. But that fucking the dog, the outsider angle was so goddamn dope. I was captivated. I was like, "Oh shit!" And I'm thinking to myself, like, "Shit, maybe." Uh, Fucking Bret Hart gonna invade next or shit? Maybe Shawn Michaels. Yeah, 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 one, two, three, kid or some shit gonna happen. We ended up actually going there later on. But I I remember like trying to find out what was gonna happen. Like anytime Paul and Nash, which you know their their real names, were on TV on WCW, I couldn't fucking turn off. Like I knew something was gonna. They would show them in the crowd and they'd be watching matches or some shit. I'm like, oh. I'm, you know, I'm not switching back. Like, show a ticket. Yeah, what's gonna happen? I gotta watch this through the end. Razor Ramon's famous. You know who I am. But you don't know why I'm, I'm here. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't. <laughs> Even though, like I said, that that was the thing. Like, you know, we didn't have internet back then, so it wasn't known that hey, these dudes signed with WCW. They're not with WWF yeah. anymore. You know, the, like you said, we're thinking, oh shit, why are they over there? Yeah. But then I think Vince fucked that all up. Because the, oh. the fake ass Razor Ramon <laughs> and Diesel, where this dude is so egotistical. That he thought he can take two other guys and make them Razor Ramon and Diesel. Yeah, no one would notice. And nobody would notice. <laughs> <laughs> was insane to me. Because yeah. I was like, wait, what the fuck is going on? Why is there a bootleg ass Razor Ramon was terrible. Diesel? Yeah, it was so bad. It didn't make any sense to me. But, like you said, at that time, I don't think anybody knew how big that was. Mm-mm. The Monday Night Wars. Because we weren't, we were as fans... We enjoyed it. It was competition. It was more for us. You know, there was more variety. Everything. We were watching it. Later on, you learn, oh, that's why it was so good. Yeah. yeah. That's why it's trash now. (laughs) (laughs) There's no competition. Yeah. That's when kayfabe was king, man. When you you couldn't figure out what exactly was going on. And I think part of it was us being children as well. I mean, you, you don't. I feel like if I saw that now, but okay, so obviously this is there's no way this company's gonna allow him to walk in right, here. Correct. But as a kid, as a child, you don't fucking yeah, you know. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, he bought a ticket. Them over there for real. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he showed that flash that ticket. Oh shit! He jumped the guardrail. Security after. Yeah, yeah. But go ahead, Mari. So WWF, WCW. I think I got into wrestling late, man. I never had to choose. Oh, by the time you got into it, it was already. It, right, it, right. it, like, it was like go or sting. I, forget, I don't know who I really started watching at the beginning, but I never had to choose. It was like alternate days. Mm-hmm. 
But what do you mean alternate days? I never had to like. They're, they must have been doing it like the, Monday and yeah. Thursdays. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, split, the, 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 the thunder. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I, I never had to choose, but I know early on it was WCW because I was a huge Goldberg fan. Yeah, he was okay. number one. So if he was okay, playing, so Goldberg, he, yeah, you definitely got into it a little bit later, later. a little bit later because yeah. I think Goldberg came around like ninety eight. He was 90. definitely he came, definitely came around after the NWO form. Yeah, no, I was with it before that, but okay. I mean Goldberg was the one where it's like all right, I'm all WCW. Yeah, but anytime he's okay. on there, I'm WCW. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, but I was in it before you know. Before how before. how good was Goldberg, man? Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, I mean. As a wrestler, I have no idea because his matches are so short. Well, because he wasn't a very good wrestler. Right. Right. As a wrestler, I have no idea. Couldn't he put on a 30-minute match? I have no idea till this day. Though he can't, so. Right. <laughs> but his character was fucking phenomenal. Dog. Who got you more hype than Goldberg? Nobody. 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 Yo, I'm standing yeah. in straight up pyro. Like a dragon. <laughs> no, I, that, that, the the long walk from when security knocked on his door. Why he needed security? Goldberg, no idea. But I mean, I know we're gonna get into that later, yeah. interests and shit like that. But I mean, I mean talk about it now. Fuck. Oh my god, he was god. the one, man. Goldberg, Goldberg was the one. He was the one. I don't know what it was about Goldberg and WCW. To their credit, I guess Eric Bischoff at this point did the perfect job of building him up. Yes. Yep. Because you saw him first, like, okay, you know, cool, whatever, little ball head dude. All right. Damn, that match is quick. All right. Yeah, right. And then you saw it again. Right. And again. And again. And then it's like, God damn, who going to be this dude? This dude? <laughs> yeah, right? So then, then he, like, the mystique comes. Right. Yeah. Um, and fuck, if that intro, when that shit hit, man. He's the human hope. Gee, pretty much. Yeah. He's the human hope. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know what it was? It felt real because all right so you get your matches and they go like 15 20 minutes and you're like it's back and forth back and forth there was no back and forth for goldberg no. he would get in the ring and someone That's would right. try something like that shit ain't hurt me yeah. and he would spear him him the jackhammer and he'd go home like he would have routinely two to three minute matches so it felt like if that if that yeah that's a very good point it very much felt like all right this he's obviously something special like he's obviously something different like maybe this shit ain't all the way fake. Like maybe, you know, maybe they have an idea of what they want to do and he's coming in and wrecking everything. And that's to their credit. Because yeah. they, they completely took that oh wrestling's fake aspect out of it with Goldberg yeah. making him finish his opponents so quickly. Yeah. It, uh, I remember it was one match he came in, immediately hit dude with the spear and jackhammer and it was over. It was I was like, this is less than a minute. The spear was so ridiculous because you couldn't figure out how it was fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, how? How are you taking a long tackle? I saw your legs on the Bills game. Your legs are in the air. There's no way you can fake that. And that combo, I don't think there's a better combo. No, the jackhammer to the spear. Jackhammer to the spear? We hit him with a spear. He'd do like a little yell. Oh, here we go. And he like telegraphed it each like each time. You could like, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. Woozy, like Well, because you get in the corner, like he would like bend down yeah. um, and wait. And you seem like doing a little fucking the, the, the come, come here, on. the come yeah, here gesture, yeah, yeah. dog. But I don't know what it was. Like you knew it was coming, but whenever that fucking spirit hit, it was just like the place. It just made you crowd. erupt. It was like, oh shit! If you put on any nitro, you go to WWE Network right now, and you put on any nitro that includes Goldberg pre him losing. That crowd is lit as fuck. Yeah, every time. Every, he hits the spear and they go nuts because 
everybody knows the jackhammer is coming next and the match is over. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was insane. Like I said, give Eric Bischoff all the credit or whoever his idea was. I know they've gone back and forth with it, you know, because, you know, they had people in the back saying, yeah. this is my idea and shit like that. Whoever's idea what Goldberg was, that was incredible because we had never seen anything like that before. Like you said, we've seen five. We're used to like those five to ten minute matches yeah. with jobbers and shit like that. Yeah. And to, you know, WCW, like Goldberg, he started off with jobbers. But then he was like, big Big yeah, time, dudes. like running through dudes yes. new, like it's like Mick Carter's. Like, right. wait a minute, wait, wait everybody, <laughs> you know. And then again, we didn't have internet at this time, so his every time we seen him on Nitro, we're like, God damn, man, this dude's twenty and zero. <laughs> he was three and zero last week. This guy wrestled, this guy wrestled seventeen matches. Holy <laughs> shit! And I, we believed it. <laughs> he was three and zero last week. Twenty five and zero. Yes, that number grew astronomically. And it, I think it was like a four-month span where he got to 100. He got to 100, yeah. yeah. It just didn't make sense. It might have been five. He, he had to have been wrestling like twice a day, seven days a week. Right. Because you believed it. But it believed yeah, it. Yeah, believe yeah, it. It only yeah. took a minute for him to win the yeah, match. But oh, he must have these matches that they don't televise. Yeah, yeah. The new tour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We knew that. Yeah. We started rationalizing. Well, you know, maybe yeah. he has two matches a night yeah. sometimes. Have, have I seen him lose? <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo only got house shows. We ain't never main events. So I was like, all right, they're going to do all these other things and shit. So. <laughs> I mean, so we talk about Goldberg and Pyro and all that shit. What was you guys' favorite entrance? Amari? Is it Goldberg? Until The Rock. Goldberg got me the most hyped up, but I look more forward to seeing The Rock's intro. Because I was older. Mm-hmm. He was more like, you know, the character. I understood the character. Yeah, yeah. You know, the Goldberg was like pure, just just energy, you know, just, just you know, just madness. Just screaming or whatever. But The Rock was like, all right, he's going to do something cool, you know. Kind of one of the, like, I'm here. Like, I'm probably going to win this match. And I'm, I'm upset that I got to be here. That's what I felt like every time I saw The Rock come out. Yeah. Really? Yeah, that's what I yeah. felt like. Okay. I thought Rock's was cool. Goldberg's. Goldberg's is hard hard to top, man, but I always like Goldust entrance for some reason. Goldust? Because they cut to the fucking oh, man, like, like it was widescreen. It was, yeah, it was completely different. You got to think back then, they would just play the music. Like, you didn't really see much video and shit like that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, they legit made it seem like it was a movie starting, you know, 24 karat gold production. Yeah, that's yeah. true. You know, the his entrance theme. Is phenomenal. Yeah, that, fuck's the yeah, thing, that entrance theme is very iconic. You hear that? <laughs> like you know, Goldberg's coming out. Yeah, you know, like his whole persona too. You know, like in the ring, whatever. But from the minute his music hit to he got to the ring, that shit, and he was completely different. We had never seen anybody like that wearing a wig coming out with you know makeup and acting homophobic and shit like that. You know, he he he. That boundary was there, man, and something about him, I, I enjoy the entrance a lot. It was dope. Yeah. I, I appreciated Goldust as a performer the right. older I got. When I was a kid, I didn't get it. I was yeah. like, oh, Goldust is gay. That's what I thought. But right. as I got older, I was like, oh, okay, he's doing like this androgynous type thing. And he did it very well. You know, yes. shout out. Uh, shit, he's not Dusty. What is his name? He's not Dusty, right? No, it's he is. Uh, what the hell? It's not. Yeah, it is Dustin? Dusty Rose. It is Dusty. Dustin, Dustin Rhodes, Dustin, Dustin yeah. Rhodes, yeah. You know, shout out to him, man, because he played that character to the fucking T. Dude, I, 
I mean, he is by far one of my favorite characters ever. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a fantastic wrestler too. Yes. I, he he never got the run I think he deserved, but you know that's, that's 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 what you get. That's with, the e. yeah. yeah, that's Vince McMahon. Hey, yeah. you know this is what you got. Uh, another one I enjoyed, and this is ECW is Sandman. What? Yo, enter the Sandman. Oh, he yeah. came from the fucking crowd. Yeah, drinking beer, hitting himself on the head, hitting with himself can. over the head. You know how hyped that crowd was. <laughs> like think it, it was, he was like modern day Shield. Shield came yeah, out, yeah. but on a hundred. Yeah. Back then, <laughs> you weren't. They did wrestling. Didn't have licensed soundtracks or you know thing. No, they were just vi- fucking violating copyrights no. and trademarks. Yeah, ECW right. said, "Fuck <laughs> you! I don't care. Sue me. I'm not gonna pay you. We're using Enter the Sandman, and he's coming out to that shit." Every single time yeah. through the crowd with the kendo stick, yeah, smashing his fucking forehead and he's bleeding before he got to the room. ECW was fun. That used to come on like 11 p.m. Oh, that, that ECW on Saturday. Like you had, you had to have been a fucking either a kid or a loser that watched ECW. Bro. No, I watched ECW. But you were, we were kids when ECW yeah, was on. Oh, yeah. Though, like, I, I, I'm not out 11 p.m. on a Saturday as a child. The Monday Night Wars. I feel like ECW played a pivotal part in those because yeah, they ECW yeah. got. Uh, gained traction so much where Vince McMahon was like, okay, I need to pay them to come on our show mm-hmm. to help us beat WCW. Yeah. That's how much traction they had. Take as an back. independent wrestling company that didn't have as much money as a Ted Turner or Vince McMahon. Yeah, but I mean, it's like they they went the extreme route, no, no pun intended. Um, but like, they started something different. Yeah, we had never seen no shit. Like and that I, that, that's what that's what drew me. I was like, oh shit, this shit crazy right, over yeah. here. And WWF kind of took off that and told WCW with the hardcore titles mm-hmm. and all that bullshit. Um, but you know, we'll we'll, we'll talk about ECW a little, a little bit later. Thanks to Tony and his question that he <laughs> proposition. <laughs> um, for me, bro, there was no interest better than Stone Cold's entrance. Yeah, I'm sorry, he's up there, dog. Yeah. I, when that when that motherfucking glass hit, yeah. Uh, like you, like I, every time I was a kid, I got goosebumps in the glass hit. Like something crazy about to happen. I don't know what, but it's about to happen. Yes. Like, and I, I absolutely I loved when Monday Night Raw would start. They do the pyro. You hear Jr. No, we're live in Cincinnati, and then immediately, psh, oh shit! He's talking with him. It was nothing really special, you know. It was a bunch of guitar riffs, and, and, and you know, um, preceded by glass breaking. But the way he would walk to the ring, you know, he was go around, raise his hands in each four corners, and he's like, "All right, I'm ready here. I'm ready for some action." Like that's what it felt like. Like, like it, it gave you like that kind of that, that that visceral, like, "All right, this is a fight type shit." And they they really since Austin, they they haven't caught that yet. They they tried to do it with Roman Reigns, didn't really work. They tried to do the Shield, didn't really work. Yeah. It, it like you don't feel that anymore. Maybe because I'm older, I don't fucking know. Maybe kids are feeling this, and I'm just missing the boat, but. You don't feel like that. I have to pay attention. Right. Like when when the glass broke, you had to pay attention. Like yes. one time he came out with a fucking beer truck. Like, what what he gonna do now? <laughs> Zamboni. Yeah, like you just you just had to pay attention. Undertaker was up there too. Undertaker's interest is by far okay. The, as a whole, right? Not saying I'm getting excited. The most electrifying entrance I've ever witnessed. I've seen live. I've seen on TV. You paid attention when that got yeah. You Did you just call the Undertaker's entrance electrifying? Yes. Dwayne Johnson is upset right now. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> if you smell what the rock is cooking versus 
The gongs, I'm taking Undertaker's engines. I fuck with all of them, but yeah, Undertaker was... Because you just knew it was like some weird, just it's going to happen. Like, I don't know, man. It was something different. It was it was creepy almost. Undertaker had deep born his entrance. Nah. Nah, that shit, that entrance is so overhyped and like it's overrated. Not, it's not. It's the fucking funeral march song. And he's walking slowly to the ring. It takes him 10 yes. minutes well, to the fucking it, ring. I mean, it's yes. the actual sound. Not the whole entrance, him walking down or whatever, but the actual, when you hear the sound, when like you hear the, his intro, the music, it was like, all right, I got to look. I got to watch this. Oh, a lot of fog and shit. Like, ah. nah, could, I don't know, man. I, I guess I'm just not a big Undertaker fan, but I always thought his interest was too fucking long. Like, it was always boring to me. I didn't like him as a wrestler, but I fucked him more as a wrestler his interest. And he was like nah, fake nah. pretend, put the lights on. Like, come on, bro. Like, we know you're not putting these lights on. <laughs> I mean, but he played the Undertaker role so well. He never broke kayfabe. Well, he didn't. So the interest was I mean, no. 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 Well, okay, please, please convince me that I'm wrong. And tell me why Undertaker's interest was not whack. Because it wasn't music. It was something yes. different. It, it was, was like music. It was a funeral remark. Yeah, there was yeah, a reason was why it, it, he took so long to get to the ring. You know, that was part of his his yeah. whole spiel, the mind games and shit like this. Like, <laughs> I'm going to make you wait till I get down there. I'm going to take my time. Mm-hmm. Fog, all that shit. Mm-hmm. Yo, would they have the droids and shit like that? Come on, man. You can't tell me that his entrance ain't <laughs> one of the top... <laughs> Three no. entrances. No. Yeah, you have to. You have to. He, I mean, Go Austin. Austin. The Rock's Austin Undertaker. The Rock's better Undertaker. The Rock's better than Undertaker. His, his, no. his intro music matched his name. Yes. Well, it, it did, but it was, a character. It, but it, was too on, it was too on the nose. It's like, all right, he's an Undertaker. It's too good. He's dead. It's too good. And we have a funeral march? Like, come <laughs> on. So he loses points because he's too good? Yeah, man. Like, it's, it's fucking it's have, too much. Ever, uh, uh, have you ever, were you ever present live for that shit? No. No. I don't think Goosebumps, so. Man. I think I, the, I, when I was when I saw Undertaker in person, he was the American badass. He's on a motorcycle, which was a terrible. And I character. fucks with that intro. See, I hated that. That was corny as shit. But how? He's on a motorcycle. No. How's that corny? I don't know. Kid Rock, the whole shit. Dog, him playing dead. Like even as a even as a child, before I knew wrestling was fake, <clears> and he had the little urn. I shouldn't say fake scripted. And he had the little urn. I was like, this shit weird. Like, I wasn't a fan of Undertaker with the fucking urn and Paul Bear. And, like, all that shit was very strange. I enjoyed it. I don't know, man. I just couldn't. I couldn't. It took entirely too long. And he's walking slow. Everybody. Okay, so in the Attitude Era, everybody transitioned to, like, realism and shit like this. And he was the only dude who still stood in character as the Undertaker. Still the dead man. I mean, he went even darker and deeper. He did yeah. the whole corporate, you know, corporate ministry, shit, minist- the ministry and shit like that. See, I fuck the ministry. Uh, when he had that little change, when he put a little extra into his little yeah. song, it was cool. I, I, I miss that. When he had like guitars playing instead of fucking violins get, or whatever the hell it was. I get goosebumps every time I hear that damn yeah. song. So. I think the Undertaker's overrated, man. It's one of those things that you can't talk about him because he's a legend. Yeah. But if we sit down... And talk about his matches and his like. Come well, on, I mean, everybody know he like in ring he wasn't the greatest, but I mean he was the the big dog in the back, you what? know, in the back. What's he's coming off the bench. I mean, he, for sure. yeah, he come up. Thank you. He's coming off sure. the bench. Come off the bench. Come off the bench. Who's your who are your starters? Who are your wrestling the professional wrestling starters then? Stone Cold, The Rock, Goldberg. You got five. Yeah, three so far. Two three, more. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm saying sure. you got five. You talking about like. Starters, basketball starters. Yeah, basketball starters. I got a fucking football team. Uh, yeah, <laughs> those three, and then I can probably mix it up, man. I, I used to fuck with Booker T. Um, Booker T? Booker T, I fuck with Booker T. And um, I don't know, I have to mix it up. This one's for the people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Harlem Heat, man. I, I don't know, I like Stevie Ray, I like that. But yeah, I got four for sure. Four right. for sure. So, Stone Cold, The Rock, 
Goldberg, Goldberg. Booker T. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give me a fifth one. Uh, if you got Undertaker off the bench, you got to have a starting five. No, no, no. He's definitely not. He's coming off the bench if he's on the team as if, a wrestler. If he's on the team, if he's on the team as a wrestler. Okay. You're starting five. What do you got? I need time. I need time. Yeah, that's that's tough. All right, five. Well, go ahead, five. Tony. Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Stone Cold, Rock. And that fifth one's tough, man, because I want, I want to lean to Goldberg, but then I'm also leaning into like, like an Eddie Guerrero or Chris Jericho because. Yeah. Are you super deep? Yeah. I mean, no, no, but for real. That's no, no. Dude's like, so, like, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Jericho, every day I'm starting one of them too. Tony is what we call a wrestling fan's wrestling fan. <laughs> All right, starting five. Of course, you got Stone Cold, you got The Rock, Stone Cold, Rock, Goldberg, Hogan. You got to put Hollywood Hogan. In there. Nah, fuck that. Nah, you got to put Hollywood. You don't gotta put him in there. Racism him. shit aside, as a as a professional wrestler, you gotta put Hollywood Hulk Hogan no, in there. We talking about the Attitude Era. No, yes, you do. You I put swear. Macho. I give Macho. You can't give me Macho without Hollywood. Why not? Because Hollywood Hulk. Because. Seeing Hulk Hogan change from Eat Your Vitamins and Say Your Prayers to Fuck WCW, NWO time. That was mind-boggling. He ruined his character by trying to be like a real a real actor. Like he should have just left wrestling alone. Yo, like, y'all, y'all, I'm out. I'm out. Yo, y'all remember, what was it, Thunder? That just come after Nitro? He was like yeah. a secret agent. Yeah, They gave him Carl Weathers. Yeah, I'm cool, dude. <laughs> no, never... still got me in top five, though. Still got me in top five. Austin, Rock, Goldberg, Hogan. Stone Cold. Here's a hot take. I say Austin. I never like Hulk Hogan. I mean, How do you yeah, not? How do you not like Hulk Hogan? I, yeah, I don't like him. I don't like him either. Back in the eighties, you like the Hulk Hogan? Back up? in the nineties, nah, I was never a Hulk Hogan fan. Yeah, no. Nah. How? How is that even possible? I don't him. How is that even possible? Hulk Hogan, terrible. Y'all run the kid hooking up with him. I was a Macho never Man fan. Never got picked. Never got picked. Yeah, never. I never wanted to be Hulk Hogan. Never. What? No, man. I just. Something about him, I just didn't, yeah. like, I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. Give me Macho Man. Give me that, ooh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Macho Man for sure. Macho Man's a little weird, though. I fuck with Macho Man. He's a little weird. Right. I got, all right, all right. Macho Man runs up as my fifth. He, 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 he my fifth starter. I'll switch it up now. No, I'm going to say, say he my fifth starter. I had to think about okay. it. Okay. We, we talk, if we talking attitude, just attitude there. Macho Man came. Macho Madness? Attitude there? The, the man, when he was Macho Madness, he was crazy? Nah, I didn't. Nah. Oh, shit, I like Macho Man, and then he got into that shit. And... I fucked with the Macho Man. <laughs> he was like a, a fucking nut. I mean, I love Macho Man. That, uh, Wait, who else you gonna put in there? Sting? Nah, I, I told you. Uh, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Jericho, something like that. I almost would fuck you, you put Eddie Guerrero in from the Attitude Era when he was like Eddie Guerrero with those fucking yeah. generic okay. ass tights. Like, those tights were in, insane. No, he first, no. Go he, back and look at those black and gold and red, white tights. No, he had those. I just created my professional wrestler on, on 2K, and these are the tights no, I got. No, like no, that's no. that's the tights he was no, wearing, no, man. No, no, like, no. He had them so, default tights. No. Going back, <laughs> default to, number three. Going that's back, it. going back to that shit. Like, I mean, we're off topic, but that's what intrigued me about WCW was the cruiserweight division. So, like, the Chris Jericho and Eddie Guerrero. Oh, you were like wrestling, a, wrestling. Yeah, no, like, you better that not shit am. was fucking insane to me. So that, I was more looking forward to that than I would, like, Hogan or Nash or Scott Hall uh, or okay. later on. You okay. know, like, Rey Mysterio, Psychosis, you know. Yeah. Them motherfuckers, that was wrestling to me. So, it was something completely different than what WWF was doing yeah. and what 
their WCW main event was doing. Yeah. Like that mid card shit was crazy. Like Chris Jericho, I fell in love. With. I was like, dude, this motherfucker needs to go to WWF and fight Shawn Michaels. <laughs> like this match would be insane right now. Like, yeah. Hey. How'd you feel about Kurt Angle? You know what? I didn't like Kurt at first. And it was more, you know, at first, like, I'm talking about, like, when they first introduced him. Him and versus Taz and all that shit. Yeah, like, that shit was like, all right. But the more and more I watch Kurt, the more I realize, like, this dude is fucking special. Yeah, same thing with me. I didn't like him at first, but. Yeah. 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 I didn't, I didn't like the, the Olympic shit either. Yeah. Yeah, but then he, he grew him after watching his matches. Yeah. yeah. His matches, like, everything. And then backstage, his comedy shit. Some of the shit he did with, like, Stone Cold is some of his best shit ever. Like his comedy side of Kurt, yeah, was hilarious. I I would cry, like legit. Yeah, he cried because he, he was, was different dude. Yeah, he was funny. Like yeah, I'm just a sexy Kurt. <laughs> sexy I'll make Kurt. I'll make your ankle hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Did the Shawn Michaels theme song? All right, so I have to make a change to my starting five. I'm gonna take Macho Man out. And we're gonna throw in Mankind. Yeah, I was okay. going to We're gonna throw in Mankind. Yeah, yeah, Dog, Mankind. Cactus Jack. When no, 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 Mankind. Because Mankind was right. like. When I saw Mankind and he came up with that fucking piano music, this motherfucker crazy. Yeah. Like, I thought he was, he was, he was pulling his hair out. This motherfucker legitimately insane. Yeah. yeah, he did pull his hair out. And then, like, his finishing move, the mandible claw, at that point, before that, we've seen nothing like that. Yeah. Where you're in someone else's body. <laughs> like, he put his two yeah. fingers, like, his Under ring finger somebody's in his tongue. Finger. Yeah, put his, his ring finger and his middle finger in someone else's tongue, in someone else's mouth. Yeah. You know, and then they were, like, fooling with the mouth and all that. Anybody could do that. Yeah, on, like on anyone. Yeah, a little guy can do it on a big guy. A little right, big guy yeah. doesn't. A girl can do it. it doesn't it's a great matter. equalizer. Yeah, yeah, you know what's so sure. So you know what's so crazy about that move? I never wanted to do it. I was like, I'm gonna put my fucking finger in somebody else's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. he had to, like he had the, the ring gear with the little thing around his fucking yeah. fingers, and yeah. thought I was. I don't want to say infatuated, but I was mesmerized anytime he came out. Yeah, like it would, the the light would turn blue, and then like he the would just look like feeling. he was. Yeah, like you know, we got the fucking piano playing, and he would look crazy as shit. Dog, mankind was like a. I'm upset they didn't they didn't you know continue the character they kind of cut it off and they split him up, but I thought they could have done great things with mankind had they treated mankind like they treated Undertaker, right. where they, they let the Undertaker continue being the Undertaker, yeah, yeah. they let mankind continue being the mankind like that should have been fucking dope. Rock and Shock was my favorite. My bad. Yeah, no, no, you're good. It's like, a Rock and Shock connection. Yeah. yeah. Well, the whole the whole story behind mankind and why he turned into mankind. He was Cactus Jack. Everybody knows that. Yeah, ECW, Japan, Japan, and stuff like that. So Vince was like, "All right, you know, I'm gonna try to buy up as much talent as I can because, mm-hmm. you know, WCW's buying as well, whoever they are. So let me get this dude. I don't care for him. He's not gonna be a star. We're gonna bury him. Let's fucking put a mask on him. Make him crazy. He's not gonna do anything. Yeah, put him on Saturday morning superstars. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then that shit took off. You know, obviously. Yeah. You know, him and the Undertaker and. His character, like I said, I mean, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Yeah, yeah, and it was it. It always felt like it was different. Like whoever he was a, a, across from, it always felt like oh, this is different. Yes. Like when you had Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart, it was like, okay, cool, we get two professional wrestlers. You got when you had Shawn Michaels versus Mankind, it's like you got Shawn Michaels Dude, versus those a crazy man. Fucking matches. Because <laughs> you all he had to do. No, no, shoot, no, shoot, no, no. no. I'm just saying it was. I'm just commenting it. That, those matches, Shawn Michaels were insane because you would see Shawn with. You know, like these high flying guys, stuff mm-hmm. like that. They wouldn't put him in some, you know, matches with Undertaker, maybe, you know. But then when he they put him in with Mankind, like you said, it complete the dynamic completely changed. Yeah, it was like a more darker, deeper, 
more realistic yeah. type of fucking match. Yeah. Because, I mean, he would hit himself during the match. Like, he hit himself in the head, hit himself in the head, pull his hair out. Like, it felt like, fuck, bro, what Shawn Michaels gonna do to hurt him? Like, this motherfucker hurting himself? Right. Dog. And, you know, kudos to Shawn Michaels and the other wrestlers that, was in, that were in the ring with Mankind, because they... They played up his character of very course. well. Yes, because it wouldn't have worked if Shawn Michaels was doing, you know, how Shawn Michaels was against Vader or, or Bret Hart against Mankind. But he didn't play it that way. He always played it like I don't know how I should approach this. And um, I, I don't want to say Shawn Michaels is underrated as a professional wrestler because people think, you know, he's generally regarded as one of the greatest. Yeah. But his not so much his actual wrestling moves or like I guess acumen would fall into what I'm about to talk about, but. His reactions to shit was always above and beyond anyone else. Yes, like he could he could always play up the other guy better than the vast majority of, of the other wrestlers on the roster, and he did that with you know Hogan when Hogan came back to to WWE. He did that with Mankind to a fucking T. He did that with everyone. Like he Everybody could he could tell a he could tell a great story, mm-hmm. like just when his facial reactions and you know how he reacts to certain moves and shit. And I think to his Undertaker and Shawn Michaels catapult catapulted mankind to a different level you know even though i think ultimately mankind lost the the uh, official wins and official rivalry against Shawn michaels i think Shawn michaels put him you know ahead catapulted him. yeah after that match yeah. his stock was higher than what it was before right. and eventually they, they went away from it i was upset when they did you know i love captain jack i'm wearing a captain jack t-shirt right now right. you know coincidentally but i mankind was felt different like with that mask and the fucking brown shit brown suit he had on and the weird ass symbol on the back. The fuck had that print symbol on the back. Yeah. <laughs> and he would come out to the piano music and yeah. 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 Cutscenes in the boiler room. <laughs> the boiler room brawl. <laughs> you fuck with Man Counter Mark? Yeah, I fuck with him. Yeah. 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 like he's stumped. He looks smelly. Smelly? Yeah, like you wouldn't be close to him. That's what he looked like. Yeah, he looked like a fucking psycho. (laughs) But some people can relate to that. Yes. Yeah. Like he's an average Joe, just a regular guy, just putting his hand in people's mouths and, you know. (laughs) It's a regular guy. Making a career. (laughs) Putting his hand in people's mouths. (laughs) And the funny thing is he transitions so well from this like dark character that we've seen in boiler rooms and shit like that to this like funny, happy Everybody loves him. Character as still mankind, like yeah. you said, rock and sock connection. Like how, that, dude? You know when, like, when he turned the comedy on, it was. I mean, that's just credit to him, man, and how he can take a character that everybody knew him as and turn it around and make him lovable. That's yeah. That's a lot of credit, man. You know, I, from one extreme to the next. Yeah. Credit goes to Mick Foley for that. Yeah, yes, definitely. I mean, he, he at one point it was a Royal Rumble when he came in with three times, four yeah, times, yeah, three times. Yeah, he was mankind character Jack and Do Love, Do Love, yes, yeah. mm-hmm. Do yeah. Love character. Yeah, he, he doesn't. I, I feel like he doesn't get enough credit. <clears throat> like when, when people talk about the, the, the greatest wrestlers of all time, all this bullshit. 10 for sure. But no one ever really mentions Mick Foley. I think that's a, it's a disservice to him, and you know, maybe an insult to to what he did and what he represented. Mm-hmm. I can understand why though. Because he's the way he looks? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have that professional wrestler look. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. And he's a fat he's dude enough. in sweatpants. Like, okay, let me ask you a question. Like, did that ever matter to you? Not, not to me as a kid, no. Yeah, no. Like, somebody is look like, where you're like, oh, man, this dude's fat and chunky. Like, I don't like him. Like, whatever. Or, he, you know, like, his... I, I, I just... Like you said, to Mari's point, I feel like everybody resonated with somebody. Yeah. And they were like this and that. Like Shawn Michaels, I love just 
based on the whole like rocker shit and then you turn on them like I want to be a singles dude and this is my dream and shit like that. That's why I grew up liking Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't because he was like the sexy boy or you know this and that. Like looks had nothing to do with me. So I can like wrestle like Mankind or a King Kong Bundy. I mean that's earlier. You yeah. Know, but just using that as an example. Unlike Vince McMahon where he wanted all these tall fucking stocky <laughs> Buff dudes like Lex Luger, yeah. who was a terrible wrestler, to be champion. <laughs> so. No, you, you, no. Well, but the looks, I don't give two shits. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't care. I, I was more invested in the characters. Mm-hmm. Like, oddly enough, I love Nails. Remember, y'all remember Nails? Yeah, Nails, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Nails was like this this prisoner that escaped, <laughs> and he, him and Big Boss Man, or, yeah, uh, yeah I think at that time it was just Boss Man. Boss they had, man. They had like a fight. They had like a feud going on. And like I fucked with nails, I was like oh shit, this motherfucker escaped from prison. Like, and this is this is his CEO. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was a fucking gullible ass kid. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, I, I didn't give two fucks. Like, I, I I didn't care if someone was buff or or whatnot. Like you said, King Kong Bundy. I like King. I like George Animal Steel. Yeah. He's a fucking eat turnbuckles. Yeah. I was like this shit crazy. I, I just wanted something. You know, I didn't need a particular look. I didn't need someone to, to look like quote unquote a professional wrestler. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean that that didn't matter to me. That's why when I was growing up, I was like, mankind was so mesmerizing. I was like, God damn, because it was different. It was different than anything I was used to. You know, it, his matches felt different. Like it felt like there was like this kind of cloud over it where the other wrestlers was like, I don't really want to get in here, but here we go, right. type shit. Um, and they, I mean, they've gone away from that now, man. You know, that's kind of like one of the. But I asked that because one of like, the biggest gripes I have to Vince to Vince McMahon that was very important. To make a superstar, you know, yeah, like somebody to make, yeah, yeah. But as fans, we didn't care, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, so, it's, uh, at least you and I, I think we're the we're in the majority of it. Um, I, I know Amari doesn't doesn't watch it anymore, but I mean, we're like little kids. They want those larger than life superheroes type shit, you know. So that's why like a Roman Reigns or I can't even name anyone else other than Roman Reigns. You got to fit that model. Uh, maybe a Drew McIntyre, I guess. You know, kind of fits that model. Um, but as but when I was a kid, I didn't care. You know, I just wanted yeah. interesting matches and I wanted interesting characters. And there were certain characters that caught my eye, like holy fucking shit. You know, there's plenty of tall dudes with long hair that were buff. Yeah. I gave two fucks. Super wack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. wacky shit. Right. Yeah. yeah. But, like, but to, to this guy, he's thinking to Vince. Oh, well, he has to fit this model. He has to fit the Hogan model. Mm-hmm. You know, to make him champion. Like, yeah. look at the Undertaker. How many times was Undertaker world champ? Three. No, it's more than that. I mean, I'm like guessing, but uh-huh. in every one of his title reigns were less than a week. Like he, every one of. Yeah, yeah, like he didn't hold the title longer. I he didn't hold the title for a long time. Look but. it up, and I guarantee you, it's less than five that he's held the title. I mean, this is the five times Undertaker, Undertaker, not American Badass, because I know he held the title for a minute. He switched the character, yeah, whatever, you know, but. As a fan, you think you'd listen to the fans, which nowadays is a big, big condition. Yeah. yeah, I mean, because you can't tell you can't tell seventy or eighty year old billionaire what they should be doing with their company because he, he modeled it and he made it successful. But it got super successful because I, I say that he, laughing. He he went against everything that he stood for before. That that's the thing people don't don't recognize is. Vince McMahon gave up at one point. It was like I, he got desperate and was like, "All right, 
I'm going to do something I've never done before and let's see if this works. And that was the most successful run WWE yes. or F ever had. Yep. And he can't recognize that because, you know, I think his ego's in the way. But whatever. <laughs> I don't want to make this like a three hour like podcast. A, like shit on Mr. Man podcast. About, yeah. You got to show him respect. I mean, I show of him course. respect. Of course. I show him respect. Yes. I, think he's, I think he's highly overrated for what he did. Uh, I think that he got lucky because he had great talent. You put The Rock and Austin on WCW, we're probably talking about WCW right now, not WWE. Honestly. Because those two carry that fucking brand. Like you can have the Undertaker. Oh, well, yeah. For you can have the Undertaker, but we tuned in for the Rock and Stone and for the Rock and Stone Gold, right? Yeah. Like it was like, oh and when they started feuding, shit. Like when fucking the when when Stone Cold came down his pickup truck and took on the entire nation of domination. Though that was probably one of the greatest moments as a child wrestling fan that I ever experienced. Does any of that credit go to Vince McMahon? No. Nothing? No, I, I don't think He's so. Not the coach. Because here's the thing. He just told Stone Cold, okay, go ahead and do something. Like, he didn't direct him. Right? Vince McMahon's idea was ringmaster. Right. That that was Vince's that was idea. Vince's idea. <laughs> Vince's was, idea. <laughs> he was ringmaster when he won the King of a Ring. And then he cut that promo. Like, all right, I'll give you a little free reign. Here yeah. yeah. Say something. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Thank all you. Right. Let me talk. Austin 316 says, I just whipped your ass. And if and anyone that- is interested, and if you listen to this 90s wrestling podcast, you have to be. Go listen to how Stone Cold explained how he came up with the Stone Cold character. And the options that the WWF, or at that time, WWF gave to him. And Vince McMahon gave to him. Terrible. Like they were horrendous. Yeah. He was like, "All right, man, I got my own idea. Let me let me yeah. just give me give and me they like didn't five even minutes." Buy the Stone Cold thing. No, no. He was like, "Nah, nah." Like Vince. No like, one's gonna like that. No one's gonna like that. Yeah. I mean, dude, dude is lucky at the end of the day. Vince yeah. Man is a lucky person that he so happened to have someone that Eric Bischoff didn't see the future in, cut him, <laughs> and Vince signed him. And then he had this other dude who he only signed because of who his dad was. We talk. I'm talking about The Rock, who his dad, you know. um, Rocky Johnson. Uh, Rocky Johnson. Yeah. He signed him only because of who his dad was. Like, all right, I'll give you a shot. And then he gave him the microphone, and that motherfucker took off. Yeah. Rocky Maivia, corny. Oh yeah, this, I forgot about that. When he had the little fucking curls on top of his head, yeah. <laughs> well, he came out like, dressed like Indian. <laughs> I was like, wait. Yeah, that was all Vince McMahon. And then he's like, all right, all right, all right. here, Dwayne, join just say the, something. Join the nation, and then that was it. Oh man, but nation, one of the greatest factions ever. I fuck with Nation Domination. Yeah. I wish they would come back, but they were too pro black. <laughs> nah, I mean, that was great. They're, I mean, they're too pro. They they were the Nation Domination was too pro black to come back in today's in today's yeah. today, which is crazy. But all right, that's another topic. Since do, do, do y'all remember the Nation Domination and the DX? Disciples of Apocalypse? Feud? Yes, yeah. When they like spray painted, go back to Africa. Yeah. <laughs> On their locker room. That's what just embraces that shit. Like Owen Hart dressed up in blackface. Yeah, yeah. As Mark Henry. It couldn't happen today. You couldn't have that feud today. But nobody cared back then. Hell no. Here's the Because the boundaries were, they were like, you know. Well, you had that. It's not so much the boundaries were higher. It's that us as a society didn't recognize how fucked up it was. But I think it played better because you have people who actually like that. Yeah. So you have this this biker gang, all white people. They all got bald heads. Do you think they're gonna be fucking racially tolerant? No. Could you do that in today's society? No. But back then, it felt so real. Like, oh, all right, you know, this is an actual thing that can fucking probably happen. Right. 
but they can't do that shit anymore. You know, that's why I'm not a gigantic fan of. Okay, the, so today. let me ask you a question: if if that same thing happened today, right? No one will know. Just used to, yeah. Right, Amari, Randy. For the record, see, Amari and Randy are both black. Both black. Right? <laughs> um, if you guys seen Owen Hart, Triple H, come out in blackface. Will that upset you at all? In blackface, yeah. Knowing that it's knowing that it's you know a show this and that. Yeah, in blackface, yeah. Okay, Amari. It wouldn't upset me, but I wouldn't fuck with him. <laughs> like ever, it wouldn't upset me. You're like, I'm you not gonna oh man, he's in the blackface. <laughs> you know? like, I'm good. So, right, I know, I know where to put these guys. You know, there's a question, but like you know, what I'm saying because when it when it happened, I don't think anybody. I wasn't upset with it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't recognize what it was. But the reason I asked is because now. Like people are still like, especially X Pac, you know, mm-hmm. like Sean Waltman, they attack him for that, and he's like, "Dude, okay, it wasn't my uh, idea." It was one. It wasn't my idea. One, two. At that time, I don't think it was as prominent as it is right. now. Yeah. Like you know, you dress up in blackface now, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. yeah. Their ignorance is not, you know, like oh, I didn't know this and that. I think you guys talked about that on a podcast about the. Dude dressing up as Jay Z and Jay-Z Beyonce. Beyonce. Back. Yeah, yeah. yeah Mark had me defending his ass. They yeah. showed me the fucking picture. The picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if, if you're, you can't claim ignorance to this, at this point. Not in 2019. Yeah. That's why if I saw that, I'm like, eh, that's wax fuck. How oddly enough, I wouldn't be as upset if we saw a go back to Africa in today's wrestling as I would be like a blackface. Because I feel like a go back to Africa isn't necessarily... So with blackface, you have these racial undertones. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as, you know, this was a point in time... It, it brings us back to a point in time where you know black people were, were treated indifferently. The whole go back to Africa thing is... People t- till this day still feel like that. So I'm, I'm not anti, uh, you know, hitting these controversial issues in, in you know, theater, which is what wrestling is. It's theater. Right, right. right? It's a drama. It's a drama. I'm not anti that. So if you wanted to talk about that, like, you want to bring race into it, I'm fine with that. You know, do it tastefully. And I think if you do go back to Africa, like, yeah, there's some kind of racist undertones there, but it's not like you wrote nigga on the wall. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's just, okay, you know, I can see that happening, especially in, you know, MAGA times. Like, I get that. It, it would be intriguing to me. I'd watch. Would they do it? Fuck no. No. Oh, they definitely want to touch it nowadays. But uh, like I said, I was just curious because last couple of podcasts you guys talked about it and shit like that. <clears throat> and like you said, we go back to theater and movies and shit like that. You know, we see these movies where, you know, they got these white actors and they're dropping the end bomb and they're acting racist as hell. Everybody knows they're not racist. Yeah. So it goes back to depict like wrestlers. They're, they're actors typically. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you say, hey, you know what? X-Pac go out there and dress in blackface. And he's like, Okay, it's my job. I'm an actor. Let me go and do this. This is not really me. Yeah. Like, do you take offense to that? That's that's why I asked the question. Like, would you take offense to that? Knowing that they're actors, it's it's just like watching a movie. Like, you know, I know Amari says he doesn't fuck with those type of movies, like Twelve Years a Slave and stuff like that, where you know these white actors are dropping the bomb continuously. You know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, d- does that? You raise a good point, though. Amar, how do you feel about that? So, do you, do you fuck with like Ed Norton, or or these or other white actors who have played your racist roles? If it's a role now, I don't, have, I don't have a problem with it. So, what's the difference between that and like a wrestler? What do you mean? So, you said I wouldn't fuck with X Pac if he came out with blackface. 
but you fuck with Ed, Ed Norton, even though he's playing like this, you know, this white supremacist racist role. Well, I mean, it would depend on the situation. If it was a, you know, if we're talking about, I think there's still a difference between like movies and like a wrestling character. Okay, they still have like, I think so, their so, leash is longer. All right, so so tell me the difference between a, a wrestling character and like an actor in a movie, as you see it. I think a wrestler. If they put on black, or say you have the two the two fields, the the movie role or whatever, it requires you to wear a blackface. Cool, it's a, it's a role you put it on or whatever, makeup team or whatever, blah blah blah. Do this, do exactly this. There's a, a, a director, there's a producer there. Like move this way, move that way. This is what you need to do. All right, cool. A wrestler is like they're pretty much doing whatever they want. So if they put on the blackface and they still go out there and they they move a certain way where it's disrespectful, it's like all right, man, that was too natural. <laughs> that, that, that opens the door to like other shit. Like, wait, was that part of the role? Was that you know? Was that were you told to do that? Yeah, you know. I, mean, so I get it. I get it. But they're also producers and directors. The like, same thing. It, it, it's, I get it. It's, it's similarly the same thing. That uh, that's why I asked the question. It's because we exonerate one aspect of it, and then like we go to wrestling, where we all know it's a sitcom. Yeah. or you know, to play yeah, essentially. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I said I was like, oh, these people attacking him. I'm like, damn, man. There's one, this dude didn't know. Two, he's playing a role. He's like trying to defend himself. Like, like I had no idea. Yeah. I'm playing this role. And it's bringing, it's like getting brought up like now. So yeah. as two black men, that's that's why I ask your opinions on, yeah, on, on it. Yeah, I'm a, I still, like I said, I would trip a little bit, but I'm, I think I've said before where it's like, I mean, I don't care. As long as you're not doing something to me personally. Like, I know it's a, a reason for it. You know, if it's to get attention to better your life or, you know, if you just really racist, it's still not something that's going to, I think, affect me and make me do something that's not, you know, just outside of my character, you right. know? So I would trip, you know, either way, both sides I would trip, but it would be like, you know, like, all right, I'll just move on. You know, it's not like I'm not going to just write them off completely if it was an acting role. But if it was a wrestling move and they, you know, said some... I think you just have more. The leash is longer when you're wrestling, you know, so you can do more. Your body like fans think it is, but then they're also like they're putting under that microscope, just like a movie star. They're pretty much told what, what to, to do, what you know, what to say, stuff like that. There's few wrestlers that can go. What is it? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, off script and yeah. You know, none now nowadays. I mean, nowadays, yeah. now, now, but back back then it was like a few, like Rock, Stone Cold, they mm-hmm. can go and say what they wanted. If you're a fucking, you know, mid car dude, you're getting fed a script, you're getting yeah. fed, told what to do, stuff like that. So it's yeah. It's tough. Like yeah, yeah, if, definitely. If, if somebody in blackface, if it was, you know, both sides, somebody in the movie who was playing a role or whatever, they had blackface and they spit on a black guy. You know, it's like, all right, it's part of a role. It's completely yeah. part of a role. But if a wrestler did that, they can freak it. They can do some things where it's like, man, was he really supposed to? Even yeah. though it, it might be acting, I don't know. But I would take it as like it was more free will, you know. More if you see a, it. Okay. Yeah, it's like more, all right, I know you take somebody could have told you to do that, but yeah. you could have just did that on your own, you know. Like to, bring, to up a, bring up an example. So uh, do you remember, oh, what the hell is his name? I want to say it was like Muhammad Hussein or some shit like that. Do you remember? Right. Exactly. So there was, he was like Afghan, Iraqi, whatever. 
Remember when he noosed Undertaker? They came out with the ski masks. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> they were pushing this. They were pushing this dude. I, I can't right? remember his name. I, I remember right. that. I remember right. that. Segment. To be a top star, right? And this dude, like his whole career ahead of him. And they said, you know, you're gonna go out and you're gonna, you know, like new stuff. Undertaker, he was, he was definitely Afghan, whatever. So you're gonna go out there, you're gonna choke him, this and that. That segment aired on Raw, mm-hmm. ended this dude's career. Yeah, dude. yeah. And it wasn't because it was a public lynching. That's what it was. That's what yes. it looked like. Yes. Yeah. And it was like, oh my god, they're in, they're in fatigues. They're in this. You know, like this 9-11 shit happened, yeah. this and that ended this dude's career. Now, do you think by choice he decided he wanted to do that? Fuck no. No, right? I'm, like we haven't heard from this dude since. It's like what even his idea. He was like <laughs> in the title match. Yeah. Back then. Like that's how crazy it is. I mean he took that. What's he gonna say? No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's your gonna say no? He ain't say no. It's like the director saying, I want you to do this, and he's like, no. I mean, not when you that guy. You can say no when you the Rock or Stone Cold or, he, or Shawn Michaels. You can say no when you the fucking guy trying to make it. I mean, that's, that's somebody, I don't know, man. Somebody, I don't know. You still have choice. You have I mean, choice you do. to lose your job or... And, I mean, yeah. Somebody told you right now, like, all right, I got a movie role for you. You're going to get 25K, but you got to be this, you know, Uncle Tom. Just a crazy... You know, just role where everybody's gonna meme it. You're gonna be that guy that you know, that bad guy who's just nah, man. You're not taking that. 25k, no, no. you're not taking that. <laughs> 25k, <laughs> nowhere near enough. enough. <laughs> not the internet, man. 25k, nowhere near. So enough. you should know. You know, with that climate, you know, 9/11 happened, like you said. You know, his background, his you know, nah, man. You gotta. But that's, but, but that's, bro, a, that's a that's a team of writers. That's you know. It's, it's, well, it's a team of white guys yeah. in a room. Yeah, pretty. That, that's what it is. Who are kind of who, who are tone deaf? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I didn't mean to get off topic. So. No, it's, sorry, no, sorry, sorry, no sorry. such thing as off topic <laughs> here. <laughs> in Wolf Tick's experience, yeah. buddy. No we such thing. Start drinking. Is off topic. You know, shit, yeah. shit goes left. So I mean, what? So something like that, like a wrestler doesn't have as much freedom as you think they would have, man. Because people are fed, they're fed lines and all this other bullshit. You know, um, it's, there's very few wrestlers who can. Go off script like I'm not doing that shit. Like only way, only way, only way you can say I'm not doing that shit is if you're is if you're you've already made it. Right? If you're like a John Cena, Stone Cold, Rock, Shawn Michaels, shit like that. That's the only way you can say I ain't doing that shit. That's the only way you can get away with that. Um, so I, I put them in the same vein as I would a like an actor, um, because. They don't have as much control as we think over it. Um, but I don't think that they should shy away from controversial issues like, you know, gender inequality, Me Too movement, uh, racial inequality, you know, shit like that. Talking about Black wrestling? lives. Yeah. Why not? Bro, I, I understand it's supposed to be an escape. I, I get that. But it's also supposed to be like a kind of a spin on reality. Mm-hmm. And, bro, if, you, if you're going to go there. Right, if you if you're gonna make this where I'm supposed to believe is real, right. then make it fucking real. Yeah, you know, I agree. Um, I mean, the whole what you know, uh, divas revolution, women's movement, mm-hmm. shit like that. Like, they took something, you know, these women complained this and that, and now it's empowering little girls all across the world. Yeah, true. Yeah, you know, I mean, if you have a little girl like my nieces, like I made them watch wrestling, and they're like. Oh my god, this is this is crazy. They never watched wrestling before mm-hmm. ever in their life. And 
you know, Deanna, you know, you yeah. were Deanna. And she's just like, I want to do something like that. Like, cool. Yeah. You know? And th- th- that's the... You got to introduce it. Yeah. And I-, I love hearing stories like that because so often we teach little girls to be, oh, you got to be a little princess or, you know, oh, girls don't get dirty or shit like that. Like, no, fuck that, man. Like, you can do whatever you want to do regardless of whether you got an any or an Audi. You know, yeah. And I hate when people try to coddle little girls or make them feel like that if they want to play sports or do some other shit that, oh, you you aren't being ladylike or shit like that. Like, don't don't try to nerf you know this little girl's you know dreams or aspirations. And I love the you know the women's wrestling revolution because Mm -hmm. it it allowed women to feel like you know I'm strong and you know shit like that. It got a little weird when they kind of you know took it to like a a separate level and they tried to put them they put them in positions that didn't make them look good let's just leave it at that yeah, <laughs> yeah. we know they did I, yeah. I don't want to start a fucking protest you know no, over, over yeah. this over this shit but I, I think the thought behind it is great you know mm-hmm. um, I want you know little girls you know like your like your niece you know mm-hmm. Deanna you know 8, 9, 10 thinking that I, they can do whatever the fuck they want to do because they can right and you know, by the time they reach the age that you know that we are, hopefully it'll be a different climate. It won't be such like a fucking bro culture and shit like that. And that's the kind of a, a role that wrestling plays is it brings different audiences together, right? It's yeah, not correct. it's not just you know um, oh you know fucking people who, who live in a goddamn trailer park or some shit watch right. it. Like different audiences watch this shit. And, yeah. You know, it has an effect. A lot, a lot of children watch it. It has an effect on everybody. And. I like when they, you know, have they show the diversity and they show that okay, just because you you've been traditionally viewed as an underdog, well, you can actually accomplish some great shit. Mm-hmm. And it's few and far in between with you know wrestling with WWE, but when they do it, I think it's so impactful um, that I think it's really a benefit to a lot of people because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a big proponent of media controls perception. Correct. And wrestling is part of media. You know, mm-hmm. and if you see someone who looks like you accomplishing something that it seems like it's, it's against all odds, then that's gonna, probably going to inspire you. You know, if you're of a certain age, right. um, to try something that you ordinarily wouldn't try. Um, so I, you know, I, I love it for that. You know, I don't love it for some of the other things they do, but I love it for that. It makes people feel empowered. Right. Aspect of it, like I've like touched on it. earlier in the podcast, that you know everybody can identify. With a specific wrestler, you know, stuff like that. So I, I 100% agree with that. They do some crazy shit. Yes, it's wrestling, it's entertainment, you know, but to have some of that shit, you know, like <clears throat> this weekend, WrestleMania, uh, the podcast will be out after it, but the first women ever to main event at WrestleMania, people thought it would never, ever be done. Mm hmm. Never. And I'm talking about like loyal, loyal wrestling fans laughed at the idea that a that women can main event WrestleMania and it's happening. You know, bravo. Bravo. Yeah. That's it's just I feel like that's empowering to say, look, this is the biggest show in our company. Right. And we're letting women headline it. That's massive. It is. I mean, I mean, nowadays, I feel like, I mean, I mean, we've seen other people do it. We've, you know, movies, UFC, shit like that. Do they reach out as much as wrestling? I don't know, but from a wrestling standpoint, where 
like it was a big deal back in the day when Trish and Lita main evented on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, that was like a huge deal. Yeah. Huge, huge deal yeah. to now main eventing WrestleMania. It it's pretty big, man. Uh, so kudos to uh, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon because it definitely wasn't Vince's idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. I mean, he has the final say so, but I'm, I'm pretty sure there was a lot of people who pushed for that. So yeah, I mean, I, I would prefer if we had two really good women wrestlers in the main event as opposed to a triple threat match with one ex UFC star Ronda Rousey and one. I mean, I, I can't really be upset at, at Becky because, I mean, she's doing the damn thing. You know, her... The man. The, like, her gimmick, like, the man is fantastic. In-ring work isn't great. And my fear is that that main event is going to be clunky. And people are going to uh, attack it. And it's going to prohibit anything like that happening ever again. Oh, yeah. Because you, what you have is you have two mediocre wrestlers and one really good wrestler... Um, the two mediocre wrestlers. I wouldn't are Becky. say Becky's mediocre. I, I would say Becky medi- me- mediocre. No, I wouldn't say that. Okay, I, the reason why I say, and I'm sorry, Mari, but I, I know you have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> but I gotta address this. The reason why I say Becky Lynch is mediocre is because she was in she was in multiple matches with Charlotte Flair. Yeah, she was in in, in multiple matches with Charlotte Flair and couldn't put on like a. At least a four-star match. So that's why I say she's mediocre. Becky Lynch, when it comes to like the four horsemen of Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks, and Bayley, mm-hmm. Becky Lynch is by far the worst in-ring performer than any of those other three. But she is by far the most successful on the microphone and oh, yeah. gimmick than any of the other ones. So that's why she got the spot. But she's not like the best wrestler. So it, I don't anticipate this being a really good match. But, and again, this podcast is airing after the match is right, taking place. Right. But me looking at it, when you have Ronda Rousey, who's been wrestling for a well, year that, and maybe is, three, a couple of months. This is why I don't think it's going to be a good match. Okay. We've seen the Fatal 4-Way, right? Right. Between those four that you mentioned. Bailey, Sasha, Becky, and uh, Charlotte. Yeah. NXT, you know, they did it. The 4-Way. Fucking phenomenal. Like, that made me start watching NXT. But you, but it involved three really good wrestlers and no, one right. so-so wrestler. No, no, but that's what I'm saying. Like Becky held her own in that match, right? So Becky is okay. So if the main event was Becky and Charlotte, yeah, you're gonna tell me that you don't think it would live up to the hype? Fuck no, that'd be a, that wouldn't be wouldn't be a good match. I can guarantee you that would be the best match on the card. I guarantee you, if you have Becky and Charlotte, it wouldn't be the best match on the card. I disagree. Becky's not. She's not a great in-ring performer. Ronda is the one who's in her room this man. No, she's sloppy as hell, man. So is no, Becky's not like great in the ring though. She's fantastic on the microphone. The man, I love the band gimmick. It gives me a little bit of Stone Cold vibes. Not as much as other people trying to say. Right. But in-ring performer, she's not great. She's not Charlotte. Everybody knows Charlotte is just like a far superior athlete than any of them, right? So she's. I hate I, I dislike Charlotte out of all four of them, but she's definitely by far the most like gifted wrestler. By far? Yeah. Even over Sasha? Over Sasha, yeah. Are you tripping? No. I wouldn't and say you by know far. how big of a Sasha fan I am. Yeah, I wouldn't say I by far. I dislike Charlotte. But I, I wouldn't say by far. I would say she's she's better than Sasha, but I wouldn't say by far. You know what? Sasha is kind of sloppy sometimes. Well yeah, she almost hurt right. herself a couple times. I know we're talking about women wrestlers, right? Mm-hmm. Right. 
Sorry to cut you guys off. No, you're good. No worries, bro. Because we could argue this all day. Uh, we'll, we'll hopefully after before you start. Hopefully, you know by the time this podcast airs, we'll know who's right, who's wrong. Becky Lynch, the man. I'm just saying, she's gonna put on a five star performance. Bullshit. You heard Randy Westbrook say it. No fucking way, Becky Lynch puts on a five star. I'm his words. Comes under. Oh, oh, all right. And I'm we gonna live stream that shit. My, next <laughs> podcast, he's gonna have to apologize. We are gonna live stream that shit and show how terrible that fucking match was. <laughs> all right, Mark, sorry. Go ahead, Amari. I'm sorry. Am I the only person who was in love with China? In love with China? Like, she was the one. As a character or as... Everything. <laughs> she was the one. China was, she was the too one. masculine for me. I but, ain't fuck with China. She started beating up dudes. I don't know why that was like attractive to me as a child. I was like, shit, she tough. That's what I'm saying. She, <laughs> it was something about China. She was still, like you said, she was extremely buff, but she was still like feminine. You know, yes. she had big breasts. You know, she was still, you know, proportionate and all that. But she was just buff. She had a weird voice, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace, China. But I don't, she I don't, was, yeah, oh, I don't take anything dead. away from China. So let's put this in perspective. I'm five, five and a half. Amari's what? Six, six three? Six, I'm three. six five, man. All right. Give me a no, I don't know if you're six five. You're six five, <laughs> I'm six two. <laughs> I'm six five. <laughs> We're putting that in perspective. So, like, for me, I was, I always would shy away from, like, somebody like China. I'm no, too no. fucking small. Yeah, she touched her twice your size. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, a bitch could beat me up. I don't know if I want to go that route. Like, she about to put me in a chokehold. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But, y'all, yeah. am I the only one who watched One Night in China? Am I the only one? Watch I've never, I've never you never seen, seen any hair porns? Oh, uh, that's uh, that was the next question. <laughs> <laughs> her Xbox? No, that was the next one. No, I ain't watched that one. I watched the one where she was like the Hulk. It's like she was like She Hulk. You ain't seen that shit? No, no. no. It was weird seeing China get like dug out like that. Yeah, no. China got a few rounds. <laughs> get some tread on them tires. Yeah. <laughs> she had it. She had it. Um, Sad reason why they won't put her in the Hall of Fame. But well, she's in the Hall of Fame now. Part of DX. It's like Xbox. I mean, they're part of a group, not individually. She does. She deserves her own individual Hall of Fame award. Um, but China, China was like a pioneer. Like, I'm glad Amari brought this up. Yes. I, I didn't, I'm only oh, yeah, thinking yeah. about it. She did things that we never saw before. Of course. But she she held the Intercontinental Championship at one she, point. She did the Royal Rumble. Yeah. She almost won. She, almost won. She was the original Cyborg. Yeah. Yeah. I can see her beating up dudes. Mm-hmm. Well, she we, did, we saw her beat up dudes. Yeah. 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 I, 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 honestly, I honestly forgot about China and her role in you know the Attitude Era and 90s wrestling. You know, kudos to Mark for bringing her, bringing her ass up. Although it was like... Kudos, man. I can you kudos for trying to fuck China. That's cool. <laughs> hey, I like China, I like China. Hunter, yeah. Hunter would have married her, but then Hunter got smart and was like, fuck it, I'm going to marry the boss's daughter. Yeah, so yeah. Can, yeah. yeah. That's a good move. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. Can't, Safe. Hell yeah. Can't blame him. Safe that. angle of your career. Yeah. Solid. But you know what? China was one of those type of, 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 of women who you'd fuck, but you wouldn't like take on public. Am I, am I wrong? Am I terrible for thinking that? For saying that? I, I don't know. Sexual chocolate, Mark Henry. Man, he's I love May Young, man. Not May Young. But yeah, May Young. He started with China, though. Remember that? Yeah, that was a great. What? That showed China's other side, and it was fucking hilarious. So, me, I never looked at China like that. I mean, I, I did. Maybe yeah, I was scared of her. Or something like I was scared of her. 
Yeah, I'll sweat her or some shit like that. Dog, you mean, man, I was a middle school kid, chock full of yeah. hormones. She had big titties. I had big standards, man. Yeah, obviously you did. I, I really did. I had I had big standards. I, but I felt like any woman who could like, be able to do was like, yeah, you can respect. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I respected her. I'm just... You just didn't want to fuck her? Yeah. <laughs> Wilson, like that. I mean, yeah, there were there were, there were definitely more attractive women at the yeah. same oh, yeah, time. For sure, for sure, yeah. yeah. But it was something. It was, it, was it was something about her, man. It yeah. was something about her. You're like, eh. just just the whole the package. You doing bra and mm-hmm. panty matches and then there's China. Like, this is true, but you know, it's like all right. When you ride a bull, it's like all right. Which one's the most you know, violent bull? That one? All right, cool. Let me see. Let me see what happens. <laughs> That's what I felt like it was. Yeah. And you wouldn't take her home to your mom, but you would, you know, spend a couple nights with her, send text messages. Yeah, it was it was a few, man. Jacqueline, she was the one. I fucked with Jacqueline. Yeah, it was a few. Do you remember the bikini contest between Jacqueline and Sable? Yes, slightly. Slightly? Yeah. No, you, Sable. What was it? Over the edge? I can't remember what the. It was in was. your house. It's one of those in your house reviews. Though. You yeah. gotta go see it when Jackie Titty popped out. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember. <laughs> and then Sable had a handprint, so that was even. Do you remember uh, Jerry Lawler's girlfriend, Cat? Do you remember her? Cat, what? Don't even know. But she was a diva. Mm-hmm. They did a bikini contest, and she, the first time ever, somebody went full nude. She um, went full nude. Yo, sh- no, not full. Okay, let me rephrase. Topless on WWE pay per view. They're like, all right. So everybody's taking off and they're in bikinis. Mm-hmm. She's just like, wham, just full. I was like, like titties is out. There titties was out. Everything. Damn. Yes. Look up Cat Jerry. Stacy Carter. I don't know her real name, but yeah, it was I mean, that's, what, that's what it looks like. I'm just look up right in now. your house. Titties. And <laughs> I'm sure it will. It's Google nowadays. It'd be that easy. And they were. I got a bunch they, of hits. They weren't fucking. You know, they were eight cup perky ass cup titties. They're beast things. But had them little God damn. More nipple than titty. Nobody <laughs> expected that shit. I was like, God damn. Hey I man, mean, when you got a little bit to work with, you gotta do some, whatever you can do. The, the garner attention, bro. Doesn't matter. Just saying. Yeah, what was your ass? <laughs> think about that. How old were we? What year was that? Look it up. But I, I, I looked up? up. I looked up cat WWF in your house, and I got a thousand fucking hits. They go to images. Oh, that's <laughs> man, I ain't got time to go through all this shit. <laughs> it's gotta be one of the top. Anyway, was she wearing uh, a green wig? She might have been. Oh, she like had a thing with China for a little bit, huh? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Her. Mm. And, I can't believe you don't remember her. She was like very played a prominent role. I didn't get a lot of pay per views though. No, but like on Raw and everything. Mm. Yeah. Doesn't fucking sparks anything. Yeah. All right. Well, continue with the questions. Where we, we went. Favorite back. fucking wrestling video game. Oh boy. Okay. WWE Superstars, and that was on. That was your favorite wrestling video game, the Superstars. Yeah, man, the arcade shit was super dope. I played it. I like bought the fucking, you know how like Mortal Kombat they yeah. come out with the fighter stick, the fighter stick yeah. shit. I yeah. bought the fighter stick shit for that shit. For WWE WWF superstars? No, WWE superstars. The newer version. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was on like PlayStation Three and Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Smackdown. PlayStation Two. Yep. I loved all all the wrestling games. That's the last one I played. Not so no mercy. One. Wrestling game better than No Mercy. 
not one in the history of all wrestling games better than WWE. <laughs> F? I can't remember F. which one it was F. at that point in time. No F. mercy. Dog, you could customize the 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 the, the wrestlers on the roster. Yeah. Now you had that fucking WCW versus NWO revenge uh like program, whatever the fuck you call it, where you got the grappling system. So it was, it, was, it was the same engine. But you had all the best wrestlers. You had fucking Austin, Rock, everybody you wanted. Everybody you could want. Now, No Mercy was the best wrestling. I spent so many hours playing WWF No Mercy. Okay. So, I've played, just like you, many, many hours playing every wrestling game ever possible. You know why I like motherfucking WWE superstars? Because I have to create a character. Because I got into create a character, and I would spend hours. I, me that's too. Like, that's SmackDown. That was the hours. best, that was the best yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. Right. No, I, I would put, I would put like, little look CD like in. me. <laughs> No, I wouldn't do that. I made, okay. no, I made multiple characters. So, okay. See, <laughs> I made this motherfucker look like me to the T, to the eyes, to the eyebrows. <laughs> to the point where, like, it took me, like, a couple of days before I, my creative wrestler was even done. Couple and then days. I started playing God with the game. Damn. And then I started playing with the game. I was spend hours. I was I will put music infatuated on. with the creative stuff because that was something new to video games yeah. that we had never done before. So now, I would put music on. I would go through, you know, make them how I want them to look, and I would spend hours on the move list. Like, all right, well, this guy is this type of wrestler, so I got to make sure I have the right move set. I spent a ridiculous. I wasted yeah. so much fucking time yeah. creating wrestlers on no mercy. Game. That I could have probably been a fucking billionaire by now. Yeah. The amount of time that I spent <laughs> yes, right. making my creator wrestler as a child, I could have been a billionaire by, at, at this point. So, nah, we're talking about hours. Yeah. No, hours. Like, oh, no, no. Jack Knight, no. He, 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 he doesn't have that strength <laughs> to make the Jack Knight firebombs. Let me, let me take that shit out. Yeah. Like, it was fucking stupid. Yes, I, I But I, that's I, what you want for a video game. You want to draw people in and, and all that bullshit. And I would invite all my friends over. Come to the house. Like people in the neighborhood, we come to the house. We fucking play. Oh, you want to play No Mercy? Okay, cool. I'm, br- I'm bringing a cartridge. You got 64, right? Cool. Pop that bitch in, dog. And that was Hours one of the first gone. games that you could play four players on. So. Well, no, I won't say one of the first because you could do it on um, WCW versus NWO. But that game was whack. No, it wasn't. Oh, wait, man. That shit had Goldberg on it. You can't say it's whack. <laughs> revenge? Not not the first one, but Revenge. Okay. The okay, second one. Okay. Revenge with the NWO and all that bullshit. All right. Like, no. I had them all, but yeah. All right. Best wrestling move that you actually performed for oh, you, Tony. That actually performed? Yeah, that you actually you pulled off. <laughs> best wrestling move I pulled off. Okay. If you don't know me, I probably tried every wrestling move ever possible. Tony, other paralyzing motherfuckers. <laughs> yes, yes. No, legit. Like, Hello, thumbs we, down. <laughs> no, I would mimic everything they did. Well, like, we would have matches. Do you remember. And I'll tell you a story. Do you remember Bret Hart and Jerry the King Lawler in your foot match? Yeah, yeah. So foot in your mouth, whatever yeah. it was. So me and my older brother did it right. Like I don't know why I thought I would win. He was older than me. I like went outside and put my foot in the dirt and like. Are you prepared? Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna win this match. Like I'm legit gonna win this match. I end up losing, whatever. Of course, yeah. And he's like, all right, this motherfucker didn't cut his toenails and shit was sharp. Oh, Jesus. Like, oh, cut the side of my mouth. Jesus fucking Christ. Like, like, that's how dedicated I am. 
<laughs> it's crazy, but you gotta think I was young, so I, I, I hope did so. a bunch of I did a bunch of shit. No grown man uh, put a man's foot in your mouth, bro. I've done uh, the trampoline is one of the best things ever because yeah. I was able to perform a ton of moves: jackhammer, spears, pedigrees. Uh, so you name a move, and I've probably done it. All right, but what what's the best move that you perform? Probably a four fifty splash. You perform a 450 splash? Yes, on a trampoline. Jesus Christ. Amari, you asked the question? Powerbomb. 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 That's the dope. That's the dopest one to me. That dope but that you perform? Yeah. 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 Didn't realize you could fucking break somebody's neck doing that shit. Yeah, you can fuck somebody up. You can kill somebody. I used to do the razor's edge. You used to do the razor's edge? But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, we used to do the razor's edge, and we would think they were supposed to land on there. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But as a kid, you're like, you want that bend. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, we're doing that on beds and couches. I ain't doing it on a hardwood floor or yeah. something like that. But yeah, like, uh, okay. The best wrestling move that I performed. It, not, you can't say choke slam. I'm not going to say choke slam. I, I can choke slam someone. Probably the elbow drop. Like the Macho Man elbow drop. You can't say that either. Why not? That's whack. Okay, let me tell you. Uh, let me, let me like tell you what three happened. Three years ago, my brother's yeah, table. Let me, let me tell you what happened. Let me tell you what happened. So we're outside. You got your points for that, at least. And I get on. I'm in. A, we're in an apartment complex, and I get on like this, like the middle stair or whatever it is. And the dude's lying on the ground. Like I'm about to do this Macho Man jump. So I put my little arms up like Macho Man does. I jump over the fucking stair rail, and dog, I swear to God, that I broke my elbow when I landed. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it was like I landed my elbow onto the on onto the grass. That shit hurt us like hurt like a bitch. And like he I, I landed on him like in my armpit area. Like you're supposed to. Like like you're supposed to do, but I ain't fucking know. Like I just missed. Like I was trying to put my elbow into his neck. You're trying to, <laughs> you're trying to kill like, I know. Know. <laughs> like that, Exactly. Elbow drops on his face. <laughs> I was trying, trying to, to raise your hand somebody on her neck. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was trying, apparently I was gonna kill him. That was my intention. <laughs> but I thought, you going to push your elbow in the neck and get, get the one to three count. That was my intention. <laughs> <laughs> I, made, I made one of my friends cry, man. We used, Like I said, like legit. When when I tell you we had like the cardboard wrestling belts and all that shit, like I had one friend and I would try to script it, you know, because we knew it was scripted. And this motherfucker was like, nah. I'm like, all right, this time I'm, I'm going to beat you in the sharpshooter. And he would like legit. Not want to give up. So I would put the move on him for real. Yeah. And like make him cry to the point where he would like. Man, he got give up. Fuck that shit. Yeah, like, yo. And then he would cry and like try to be stone cold mm. and breath. I'm just going to pass out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I'll just wait for it. Wait. I thought we were in on this. What are you doing? What are you doing? Like, you don't want to lose the belt? That serious? All right. Yeah. I mean, I think it was good that they kind of came out and said, hey, Russell is fake because I thought you'd have a lot more deaths. Yes. Could you imagine a kid tombstoning somebody? No, I've seen it. <laughs> I've done it? Yeah, I've seen, I've seen it. It was a kid. Ask my brother or something, sure. I think it was a case, man. It was like a, a, a little, like a young guy or whatever. Yeah, and he yeah. like tombstoned or powerbombed like somebody's daughter. Yeah, he yeah, fucked her up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah she's par- she paralyzed. Yeah, yeah. I Why think they he... tried him as an adult or something. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna fucking in jail now. That yeah. shit fucked up. Yeah. Fucked That's up. That's why now there's the do not try at home. Yeah. Yeah. Try to be Mark Calloway. I mean, I don't think you could blame something like that, but okay. Blame what? Wrestling for that? You got to. You have to. You have to. You have to. You have to. Yeah. Now, they're portraying it as being real. You're like, okay, cool. I'm going to take a tombstone everybody, and I'm going to tombstone her ass real quick. Why her legs ain't working anymore? 
Like everybody else walk out of the ring. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm think about as a think about as a firm child. believer as then you can see something on a movie. Oh, this person shoots this person, and then she's in another fucking movie. So I go shoot Amari right nah, now. Nah, man. It's and he's going to be alive in no, another no, no, movie. No, no, no. Two different things. You shoot, you shoot someone in a movie, and they dead. Like, oh, shit, I'm going to fucking dead. I ain't going to shoot you. But if, if you're you watching wrestling, and under, Undertaker... He gets tomb, pinned. He tombstones the Brooklyn Brawler. And he just hurt? Yeah. He, just gonna, he walks away at the, end of the, at the end of the match. You, you see him like roll out of the wing. You see him roll out of the ring and walk away. Like Undertaker in there by himself, in an ambulance out there. And you I, think you thinking it's okay? And I've never, I've never been able to like do a wrestling move on that that bouncy ass floor. Like the floor that they have is different. It's not like just regular carpet or regular. It's, the, no, it's you know, wood. The, it's wood. The, the wood, but it's like still it gives they got away. Springs underneath. Yeah, it's yeah. springs and shit. So no, even, there's no springs. No, they, they have springs underneath. It. No, there's no springs. There's no, no way they're jumping over people. Like watch, they're not jumping watch, over. Each watch other. the wrestling thing get built. It's there's no springs. No, there's there's some kind of give there's in something. it. No, no. There's some kind of give. You can see the give when you watch it. I watch wrestling. Yes, it would break. It, the the no wood would break. No, no. There's no springs. There's some kind of give in it. Because like Amari said, it would break at some point. You got two fucking 300 it's pound not, motherfuckers not, <laughs> in the ground. Right. But they, the way they set up the ring, it's it's insane. Because you would think it was something like a trampoline or, or the ropes. Just so like throwing somebody against the ropes. For the longest time, I thought it was like some elastic shit when you used to buy this like, actual rope. The toys, and it would come, and it yeah. was like a rubber band. That's how you thought it was. Until you realized, no, this is a real, legit, solid-ass rope. But a rope gives, that these yeah, are still, Like, the mat gives, bro. Like, the mat that's gives, why there's no springs. Okay. Fair. Maybe, there's no yeah, springs. Maybe not the traditional springs. But the but mat gives. Yeah. And it, how it, it gives? That's why it's like a big deal when someone goes outside and they pulls bounce. the mats up. They ba- the wood, wood wouldn't bounce. Like, if it was just, like, no, you know, just hardware. Wood. No, it's, it means legit wood. Yeah, yeah. But it gives. But there's, there's something, something, like there's something giving it, though. I mean, you you like can a, see when it should happen. Well, it's like, I mean, ah. I would say it's constructed pretty good, but I, there's no springs. So, I don't, it's not It's not a thick piece of wood. It, maybe it's real thin, and then there's some shit underneath it, but it gives Yeah, it's something. like layers. Because you can jump. It's definitely layers. Because everybody can, like, jump over. Like, it's hard. Like, if you were on carpet and somebody's running at you and you just jumped over to straddle them, that shit would be hard as shit. Well, uh, no, I wouldn't say that because I, I don't think there's enough to where you bounce up. I don't, I don't think there's that. Like no, you sit, no. If you're flat-footed, you can bounce. Like, it's not a trampoline. It definitely yeah. bounce. It's not a trampoline, no, bro. No, no, I, I think you, you bounce. bounce. I, I think yeah. it gives if it's like, all right, someone hits it. Like, you, you have YouTube to give there. We got to pull it up. It definitely bounces. Mm, I don't know, man. I'm not saying like bounce, bounce, but it's, it's, it gives. <laughs> I'm not saying like bounce, bounce. Yeah, it, it gives. I, I would say it gives, too. I, I would agree with it. There's some kind of give in it. Because whenever they go out to the concrete, they like, oh, it's such a big deal. Like, if that was the case, there'd be a lot more motherfuckers hurt. Yeah, th- yeah there's no way you're suplexing somebody on just regular wood and they, they're okay. No, like, constantly. Well, watch the video. I'm, I'm telling you, there's, I don't know there's any, like, how they build it. Obviously, there's some give, but it's, there's nothing underneath that wood. How thick is the wood? I have no uh, idea. No fucking idea. It's plywood, whatever it is. Yeah. It's like a boxing ring. It's the same thing. I don't know if it's the same thing. Yeah, as boxing I don't think ring. it's the same thing. I mean, I've seen it deconstructed. I just. Well, I see- well, well, well YouTube it. I mean, there's got to be a video of how a wrestling ring is made. Have you guys seen those like the local, like at the uh, like Silverton Casino wrestling, like the amateur? Yeah, 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 hundred percent. Yeah. 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 We Tony and I almost had a fucking personal injury claim against yes. them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We went to FSW. 
right? Okay, yeah. Future so, Stars of Wrestling. Yeah, yes. yeah, at Silverton, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Been there, at yeah. Silverton. Did I see The same day. So, little Randy and my niece. Little Randy's my son. Yes, is Randy's son. My niece, Deanna. They're kids, you know, they're loving the wrestling show, this and that. You know, we're sitting, I think we're like three rows. We're on the third row. They're like, can we go up, you know, to the front area, the barricade area? Go ahead, whatever, your kids. They want to test wrestlers, shit like that. We're watching this, like, ladders match. They set up the ladder in the corner, right? So the ring of the ladder is supposed to touch the turnbuckle. So when they kick it, it doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't move, right? The top of the rung of the ladder. So it's like a gap, top, you know, whatever. Step. These motherfuckers go and kick the ladder. Thank God we tell them literally a minute before. Yeah. Come back over here. They started the match. Yeah. Get over here. They come back within a minute. These fools kick the ladder. That shoots shoots out into the crowd. It fell, no lie, exactly where they they were. were. So it fell into the crowd, exactly where they were standing. The, a full-on ladder. Like a legitimate ladder. Somebody drop-kicked it. They didn't position it right. And as soon as we seen it, we were like, oh my God, this sister's is going to go in the crowd. Yeah. Had they been sitting there, we would have owned FSW. Right? Probably. So you had like 7K. <laughs> yeah, that's not saying much. I'm a Randy's lawyer. So. I mean, but, they can't be worth much. But when I saw them set the ladder up, I was like, that shit is not safe. Yeah. No. Like, <laughs> all knew, yeah. like, me and Randy looked at each other like, like hey, y'all, y'all come back. That shit's real. Yeah. Kids come back. That's just real. Because they're not professionals in, like, using all that fucking accessory chains and shit. Nah, man. Like, they're not, they're not pros. I mean, they're, they're, they're not pros, but I think, like, they just made a mistake. Like, no, in, but in the E, it's like, it's like plastic ladders. You could, like, they get that ladder from Home Depot. That's what I'm like, saying. I saw it, I was like, no, y'all need to move. Yeah. Like, no, I'm not fucking And like, no lie, 30 seconds later, it wasn't even a full minute. And I'm looking at them like, I look at Randy like, and we look at each other like, yeah. holy shit, like this could have fucking Dude. hit them in the face. I don't remember who the wrestlers were or whatever, but I remember no, no. one wrestler trying to set it up. It was like, this shit ain't working. Yeah. So he just set it on, top of, the, set it on, on top of the ropes. I was like, bro, that's unsafe as fuck. That shit gonna fly in the crowd. Like the mic. It's supposed to be like this. Top rung, second rung, where it hits and yeah. it doesn't yeah. go. So it you, was like it this. hits the post. Yeah. Right? No, he put it on the fucking top. Like, yes. there's, nothing, there's nothing keeping the ladder from flying yeah. to the crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that shit wild. But I, we had a good time. Shout out to FSW. Oh, yes, yes. Dude. You know, awesome 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 we, ain't, we ain't gonna sue y'all, but you know, it was close. Yeah, it was. And the people give credit to the people in front that did get hit by the ladder. They were just like, yeah, I'm going. Yeah, I'm fine. Like, Y'all crazy. Like, nah. Yeah, yeah. I ain't gonna hit by this Home Depot ladder. I'm all right. Bitches got home hurt like a motherfucker. You upside my wrestling career. Right <laughs> I'm about to be your champ. All right. So, I got to ask for, before we get out of here, bro. So, I know Amari got, got a prior engagement. Oh, shit. My bad. Favorite catchphrase of the 90s. 90s wrestling. Boy, I got to think about it. Missed a lot of shit that we want to talk about. Catchphrase. Baby catchphrase. Do yours. It's your question. I'm sure you got your top two. I ain't, I only have a top two. You don't have a top two? Who is it then? Easily. Like, far and clear away. 
Austin three sixteen. Yeah, that's the bottom line. Stone yeah. <laughs> Cold said so. Dog, you can use that in anything. You can use that in anything. Someone want to ask you a question? Well, hey, that's the bottom line. Cause Stone Cold said anything, anything, I still use it to this day. any fucking thing. But again, I'm a Stone Cold Steve Austin stand. So, I feel but that's like my favorite catchphrase. I feel like if we use it outside of wrestling on random people that didn't know wrestling. That was a dope catchphrase. Yeah. I used it doesn't matter. I used the it's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. What other ones were there? It doesn't matter. It's a good one, too. It doesn't matter. Because you can set motherfuckers up with oh that. Oh, my God. What's your name? He, he, Tony's hitting you early in this fucking yeah, podcast. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think I, I would have to say it doesn't matter. That that was my. Yeah. Did you explain what it doesn't matter is? Yeah. So, man, The Rock was phenomenal with that shit. So he set you up, asked you a question, doesn't matter what the question was, and by far the greatest time he ever used it was when Chris Jericho made his debut. <laughs> and now we all waited. Yeah. Everybody waited for Chris Jericho. The Y2J countdown. That's somebody who I, like I said, I wanted him to fight Shawn Michaels, isn't that? The Y2 countdown. His music hit, by far, I think, the loudest pop ever. Yeah. yeah. Right? Everyone was excited about Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho came out and Rock asked him, what is your name? And Chris Jericho goes to respond, my name is, it doesn't matter what your name is. Yeah. That was was the best setup. And he got so many people. What is your favorite? It doesn't matter. (laughs) Yo, any question he asked you, it didn't matter. That motherfucker gave two shits about what your answer was. He just wanted to let you know he don't give two shits. It doesn't matter. Fuck, man. It doesn't matter. That that might take over. That might might overtake because the bottom line is Stone Cold said so. I I like the oop. I like anything when you set something up where you have to like throw the alley oop and they have to catch it. It doesn't matter. They don't have to catch it. <laughs> you just they start talking. <laughs> because, because they're part of the catchphrase. Yeah, yeah. Like, like it doesn't matter because Stone Cold said so was great. Yeah. Right? But Rock interacted with everybody. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, when he started that shit, and it was a rap. It doesn't matter. You, you can do that now, and it's still, like... Yes. People don't know how Impactful. to respond. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, even though we've seen it yeah. before, it's like still like I don't know how to fuck. Yeah, yeah. You cut me off. Like what the fuck do I do? Put your favorite drink. Did you imagine that shit? You just gotta look at it. Could you imagine you're out at a bar and the bartender's like, what do you want to drink? let me get the drink. You can't say shit. You can't say shit. There's, there's no response like, to that. I would, I would tip that no. bartender heavily. Yeah, yeah. That bartender yeah. heavily. It doesn't yeah. matter, dog. You can, yeah. you can that twin on tip. Yeah, no, it's gonna be beer. Yeah. <laughs> I guess whatever you're serving. And if he walks off, it's like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's the one. That's, that's the probably one. the one. I think, I, I think I was wrong my Stone Cold. Yeah. One. That's probably the one. Stone Cold. I, I, I have to admit, one of my the theme music, the Breaking Glass was dope. Yes. That, was that, that was the glass was dope as fuck. It can happen anytime. Yeah. You just see him running, just bowling it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so we talked about it, right? Do you know what do you know what kind of ruined it for me? It was what? WrestleMania 13. Why? How did how did WrestleMania 13 ruin the the glass breaking for you? Because I wanted this motherfucker to come out to glass actually breaking every time he came out. 
Oh, that's what you say. WrestleMania 13, for those who don't know, Stone Cold came out to a picture that said Austin 316 in the shape of a octagon or something. Whoever the fuck like it was that. for the Whatever, entrance. yeah. As soon as the glass hit, that shit shattered, and this motherfucker walked right out after glass shattered. Like, legit. Yeah, shit was We heard the sound. We expected the sound every Monday night, but it kind of was disappointing. And that's maybe why I didn't choose it as the top. Really? I, 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 like, I mean, when you set something up like that. But it's a WrestleMania interest, though. Like, Rusev came out of a fucking tank on one WrestleMania. I expect to come out on a, on a tank every other every other fucking event. I agree, but, I mean, the glass breaking is in no, his that song. Shit, that shit was dope as fuck. I, Rusev right. don't have a tank in his song. Dog, that right. glass break, when he said that shit was dope as fuck. I ain't gonna lie, bro. I mean, I, I, we were supposed to talk about like one of the best, you know, matches of the '90s. Yeah, and that was at the top of my list was Bret Hart and uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. So. Yeah, dog. I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, that shit was live as fuck because it was just, it was, it fell in a part of his entrance. It was special, but it wasn't like anything out of the ordinary. It's like, okay, cool, you know, glass breaking. That's what made it so dope. Like, dog, that shit was dope as fuck. He just no, walked that over. was insane. Yeah, he had it up. It fell down. He walked Ooh, over it. Got into the ring. Dope entrances. That was that. That that took the cake. I think that's part of like Stone Cold is that it wasn't like this extravagant fucking entrance, no, but it was no. always like he's captivating. Not a, he's not a triple A. It was always captivating. Like you hear the fucking oh shit, here we go. Like you had to watch. Like you had to watch. Oh, I agree. I agree. I said I said gold dust, but that was just some like out of the ordinary. I knew people would go to Austin and The Rock and shit like that. So you brought up Triple H, like, like as far as like being extravagant. You seem you seem this you seem frustrated, disappointed with Triple H's interests. I, mean, I was never a fan of Triple H. Yeah, I mean he he wasn't like, like great. He had good matches. Like uh, Jacob, he loves him. I I just don't get it. Jacob is your brother. My brother, yeah. My brother Jacob loves Triple H. That's his favorite wrestler. Everybody has their favorites, whatever. His entrances are better than his matches. <laughs> in my Fair. opinion. Fair. So, uh, especially WrestleMania. Uh, <clears throat> Real quick. Before we leave. So, that's it's, the main topic. No, so. Nobody's rushing. Okay. I'm not. Okay. No, boys, you don't want to have this no, like, no, we good. We good. time constraint. Well, it, things change. Oh, shit. What? Goddamn, I'm sorry. Sound like things fell through? (laughs) So, let's see. I mean, we talked about a bunch of shit. So, one, I want to know, in that era, right? Favorite match overall. That's a big one. So That's hard. I'm I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious if uh, Amari D, for you. Nothing stands out. Okay. Well, that's, uh, that's I mean, were, were you were you a really religious wrestling fan? Did you watch it every week? Were you excited every week? No, I was at at certain points. Like at certain I, points, like I, okay, yeah. Between, I'm just, mm-hmm. I, I don't know the exact years, but it was a point in time where I used to call the homie up and we used to watch like wrestling together. You know, oh, put yeah, on yeah, speakerphone cool, or whatever, like, just tie up, no DSL, no anything, just we on the phone talking or whatever. Me and Randy did that. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Yeah, but nothing really stands out. I mean, it was a couple of matches, but yeah, nothing too iconic to, for me. 
No iconic match? It was iconic match, but nothing really like stands out now. If I had to like just deem it as like the greatest match of all time. No, 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 no one's asked that. But no. your favorite match from the era. That's tough. Oh, my favorite, like I don't know if it's a match, but we're talking about just viewing experience, like wrestling match. It would be uh Booker T and Stone Cold in the grocery store. <laughs> Clean up my aisle three. <laughs> that that was segment was is still to this day fucking hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> you put him on the conveyor belt. <laughs> Open up the freezer. <laughs> and here's the thing: like a lot of people give Stone Cold the credit, man. That was all Booker T. That was all Booker T. Yeah, it, was it, it takes a lot Booker. to sell. Yeah, yeah. He sold that yeah. when he got hit with the milk. Yeah, <laughs> everything like oh my god that was all Booker T that reminds me of like the family guy you know when like Peter fights the chicken <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me that's fair that's fair yeah. alright Tony me, yeah. it, it okay joke. so so we're talking about Rock Austin Wrestlemania 17 oh the double term yeah well like, it's double term 13 but the term with Austin was 17 <sighs> that match one, you can't find a better build up to that match. Uh, in, well, at least in WWE, um, WWF, whatever. That match was insane. And then Austin turning with the help of Vince McMahon. Yeah. That nobody saw coming. I was conflicted when that happened. Not gonna lie. Like, Austin beat this dude to a bloody pulp for years. He hated his guts. And he turned. Mm-hmm. That was shocking. So, I mean, him hitting Rock, I think we counted it. Me and Jacob counted it. It was like over like 19 times he hit him with that chair. Yo, that's that, that, great. That, oh, that match. And that's, that's, that's the E. I have other matches. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys like. And they have to be somewhat mainstream. You can't you can't bring up a fucking no no no, 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 no. So like WCW, right? Yeah. Okay, so WWE Rock Austin at WrestleMania 17 was it? Um, I did some honorable mentions, and that was Austin and Bret Hart at WrestleMania 13. Uh, infamous Stone Cold passes out. He never gives up. Yeah. Bret Hart has him in the sharpshooter. He's bleeding. That match was dope. Right. The best um, occurrence of the double turn we've ever seen. Yes. yes. Uh, HBK and Undertaker and Hell in a Cell, first ever. I thought that match was great. They introduced Kane, the whole saga, everything about that match was dope. Uh, WCW, Goldberg and Hogan on Nitro. And I don't care. You can't name a better WCW match than Goldberg and Hogan. Probably not. Yeah. No. Probably not. I can't, yeah. He picks him up. <laughs> I mean, last time I was on the podcast, we talked about this. Yeah. And Randy played the clip. You play that clip, and I get goosebumps. And Tony Schiavone, I feel so underrated as a as an announcer. Yeah, we've gone through multiple bottles of beers already. Uh, the other one. Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio at Halloween Havoc 1997. That's a, like a wrestler fan, yeah. like a wrestling fans, wrestling fans match. Fuck that. <laughs> it, it, the crazy thing is, is I moved out here in 97 mm-hmm. uh, in the summer, and we actually went to that, right? Oh, okay. So you saw it live. So I saw it live. I didn't appreciate it live, and then like W Network came around, yeah. and I was like, let me watch some of these old matches of Eddie Guerrero, this and that. 
Fuck that match is great, man. I haven't watched it. Watch it again, and that match is like spectacular. Yeah. WCW, like I said, when it came to the big guys, eh, Goldberg was it. Like if Goldberg and Sting weren't involved in the match, I could care less. But if Jericho and Psychosis were in the match, I'm watching that shit. Talking about Hollywood Hogan. I like Hollywood Hogan. The Voodoo Child entrance. His matches were not great. The Voodoo Child entrance would get me so live, bro. Okay, that that was a good entrance. down. Yes, but his matches were terrible. Do you remember? Okay, I don't remember any of Hogan's matches. Okay. Other his than move was a kick, uh, <laughs> a leg was, drop. Yeah. Other than the Andre the Giant and Goldberg matches, I don't remember any other. Oh, and the Ultimate Warrior match, I don't remember. Any, I don't. I, I, I can't immediately recall any other uh, Hulk Hogan matches. Okay. All right. No. You good? You no, you're showing you. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta wait. Right. It's good. So, Hogan, right? Uh, talk about his matches. So, let me bring this up. Hogan, this WCW is at the end of their reign. Yeah. They know that they're like a couple months out from just completely being defeated. They want Booker T to go over, mm-hmm. right? I believe Jeff Jarrett had the belt at the time. So the plan was for Hogan to be Jeff Jarrett on Raw or Nitro or whatever. And then Hogan to lose the belt to Booker T. Yeah. Hogan said, I have creative control. I'm not losing the belt to uh, Booker T. Mm -hmm. He didn't want a job to Booker T. For whatever reason it may be. Okay. That's the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, Eric Bischoff goes, okay. You wrestle Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett beats you. Jeff Jarrett loses to Booker T. Mm -hmm. We want Booker to get the title before, you know, WCW is sold to WWE. Yeah. He's not. Hogan's like, no, fuck you. I'm not doing it. Not losing to Jeff Jarrett. Jarrett. I remember this. Halloween Havoc, was it? it was something like that. I don't remember the exact paper. No, I don't think it was So, Eric Bischoff says, you know what? Fuck it. Go ahead, Jeff Jarrett. Go out there. Lose to him. Jeff Jarrett stands in the middle of the ring. Tells Hogan, go ahead. We're not going to wrestle. Go ahead and push me. This is on live mother. It wasn't Bischoff. It was... It was... Uh, uh, it was uh, but Bischoff wanted... This is the story. Bischoff wanted to do it. But it was uh, Vince Russo. Vince Russo, yeah. Vince Russo said, okay, whatever. He don't want to play ball. So Jeff Jarrett goes out there. Hogan's like, let's start the match. Jeff Jarrett stands there. Back to the beach. Yes. So it was. Hogan. I don't even know if he punches him. No, Jeff Jarrett just, just lied down. Yeah, Jeff Jarrett lies down. So as a wrestling fan, you're like, what the hell is going on right now? Yeah. Jeff Jarrett, the bell rings. Jeff Jarrett lays down. Hogan pins him, wins the belt. Because Hogan's creative control and backstage. This is where like the blurred lines of like mm. backstage shit and like yeah. the wrestling shit. This is what WCW fell apart. Yeah. Shit yeah. like this. Yeah. Hogan won the belt. 
And then Vince Russo went off and he was like, fuck that piece of shit. He'll never be in WCW again. He didn't want to do business. Anyway, Booker T wins the title. WCW gets bought and Booker T enters WWE as the WCW Royal Heavyweight Champion. Yeah. Because Hawk Hogan didn't want to lose him. That was your favorite match? No, no, no. Oh. I brought that up. I don't know what the fuck I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Why the hell did I bring that up? I don't know, bro. We three-fourths the, of a bottle of scotch in. The experience. <laughs> yeah. We talk about our favorite matches. Oh, I brought up Hogan, Eddie Guerrero, whatever like that. Eddie um, Guerrero with the with the, uh, the horse? Frog Splash? The horse? Well, it wasn't a horse. It was a frog splash. Yeah, frog oh, splash. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it looked like a horse. I, I'll give you that. ECW. I watched ECW religiously, just like I watched all three of those. Jerry Lynn and RVD, Living Dangerously, mm-hmm. 1999. <sighs> One of the most technical. Like, if that match was to happen at NXT, that fucking crowd would go nuts. Yeah, I give you that. ECW played on that small crowd, you know. There was their regulars and she's a like bingo that. hall. Yeah, yeah. But that match, oh my god, Jerry Lynn was so underrated. I always thought Jerry Lynn, if he went somewhere else, would be good, but they would bury him. So yeah, yeah. You 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 really don't get a fair shake. Yeah. No. Yeah, like the Jerry Lynns or. Remember when Mike Awesome came over and yeah. shit like that? Like he, he Mike Awesome. <laughs> Raven was one of dude. Raven and ECW was super sick. Yeah, I thought it was Raven yeah. and ECW, but then he got to WCW. It was a little weird. He had a, Raven's flock. It was like okay, but it was so yeah, strange. And, it was, and then he went to sick the boy, e, and then it was, it was like Saturn. They did the names of their planet. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> these dudes at ECW who thrived and made that company what it was. As, like I said, as a company that wasn't financially as good as a WCW, Mm -hmm. T. Turner, or WWE, Vince McMahon, and they were still as popular as they were, was insane. So if you had to pick one, which one would it be? One One match match from that era. Oh my God, that's so tough, man. Rock Austin, just everything. 17? Yeah, Rock Austin, 17. 17. Everything about 17. It. The turn, the match itself, the build-up to the match. I don't know. I mean, it was the best promo in professional wrestling history. I think what what fucks with me, because they, they already did a double turn. They they did a double turn involving Austin at WrestleMania 13. And then you do another double turn four years later at WrestleMania 17. Yeah. So, but again, I love the match. I love everything about the match. I love the turn with Austin at the match. But I was like, all right, we've already seen this before. I don't know how neither one of y'all put Undertaker, Mankind, Hell in the Cell, King of the Ring. That was up there. 1998. Okay. As y'all favorite match of the Attitude Era. Okay, here's the. You did say it was up there, Mark. here's Here's the problem with that, right? Love that. I love the concept of the Tell match. me why I'm wrong, Tony. I love the story. <laughs> it wasn't a match. No, it wasn't. That's what made it, that's what made it great. That's what made it great. 
five minutes into the match, mankind <laughs> fell on top of the cell. Like, oh shit, the match is over. Oh <laughs> my god. He fell. He falls off top of the cell. They put him on a fucking stretcher. They they roll him out. Yeah. He gets up. He's like, no, 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 no. We are gonna do this again. And then what is it? What does this man do? He climbs to the top of the cell again. <laughs> okay, so at the time, right? Did you realize how impactful that match was? At at the time, no. But I remember watching. I remember watching the match. Like, oh my god, he's dead when he fell off the cell. Of course, yeah. Because it was worse than Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels right, right. was kind of like because hey, Shawn, Shawn Michaels was like three fourths up. Yeah, Shawn Michaels and Undertaker got had a match off. before. He was outside of the cell, but he wasn't on top of the cell. Right. Undertaker th- threw mankind off of the top of the cell down to the announce table. Nasty. It was like. Holy fuck! No, I've like, never seen you, you at that point. You've never seen some yeah. something like that. No, like Jr. legit said, they he's broken him. in half. They've broken him. Yeah, that's why there's something under that wood. <laughs> <laughs> that was no wood. I mean, it was outside the fucking the, 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 the ring, bro. It's something, dude. Okay, no, it's, the whole, that's, the whole that's all Mick okay, Foley. After, that's all Mick Foley. After so, when, when he when he got thrown off top of the cage, he separated his shoulder, popped his shoulder back in place. And then they went on with the match, and they threw his ass through the he top got of the cage. cage. <laughs> through the cage, <laughs> through the ring. There's no support there. There's a big asshole. Now his ass bounced up, bro. He 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 bounced up in the air and came back down. No, there was something there. You too. He does not. I watched shit. I watched. I watched this match. Yeah, at least twelve times. He don't bounce. At least and twelve times is being conservative. He bounces on after he gets choked through the cage. Something underneath. From the impact. Whatever it is, he bounced up. <laughs> if I throw you from your bed to the floor, you're going to bounce a little bit. No, 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 no. I'm not bouncing from the kitchen. I'm not bouncing from the kitchen. <laughs> oh, my Thought God. That match was fucking incredible. Yeah, it was. That was, that was, that was up there. That, that was the match. That was the match where I could not turn away. Like, I man, was like, you just don't nobody can. Like, holy fucking shit. So, okay, cool. You threw him on top of the cage. He fell on the announce table. All right, cool. Match is over. Okay, the match is not over. He got he he got off of the the the, the gurney or whatever, and he climbs back on well, top of the cage. Spots, man. Dude, I don't. Here's the thing. As as a child, remember this is 1998. We're children. I'm watching this. I've never seen anything like this before in my life. He goes back on the top of the cage. And he jumps slams him through the cage. Dog through the cage. I understand. Down to the mat. I understand. We never we eat because we've had a hell in cell match before this one. Involved Shawn Michaels and Undertaker. We didn't see anything like this. I'm talking about in the moment at the right. time. Uh-huh. If, if you ask me today, hey, have you seen a better match than Hell in the Cell '98? Of course I have. All right, 100. percent But at the time, I could not fathom what the fuck was going on. I have never seen anything like this. I've never seen any spots like this. Yes, we had Shawn Michaels, but like you said, he was what halfway up the cage when Pretty he fell when, when he fell down onto the to mm-hmm. the one of the announce tables. Mankind's tooth came through his nose, and they showed it on act, on, on television. And I'm looking at this shit like, why is this man still standing? And then to top it off, at the end of the night, mankind comes down and interferes into the main event. Dog, <laughs> <laughs> dog, there was I had there was nothing like that at the time when this shit happened. Not not there was nothing even fucking close to what we saw. When on that Sunday, 1998, King of the Ring, when Undertaker threw Mankind off the top of the cell and then threw him through the, through the ring. Shocking, yes. 
was it a moment uh, it will live in infamy that that match was it better than Austin Rock at WrestleMania 17? No. If we're talking about impressions, like in the reaction that we impressions, had seeing the match, impressions, I, I didn't have the same reaction. You can never, you can't name a better impression than mankind getting thrown off the top of. The no, I, I legitimately thought he was dead. I was like, "This no way this motherfucker is alive." Like he got thrown off of off of an eighteen foot structure. It was on a hard part too. Off of eighteen foot structure, yeah. through a table onto concrete, so he's dead. Jr. said it. <laughs> Jr. was like, "He's dead. There's no way. There's no way he's alive." <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, man, kind of died on national television. Not even did Undertaker throw him off the top of the cell. Did not Undertaker choke slam him through the top of the cell. Undertaker choke slam Tory Funk out of his shoes in that match. I remember that, and that was after, <laughs> but that was in the ring. And, and mankind, the choke when slam. we went to his show, mankind said, "All I remember is seeing is why is Terry Funk." In his socks. <laughs> Why is his shoes? That's called concussion. Post concussive <laughs> syndrome. Because they had to stall because mankind was so fucked up. Exactly. So crazy. Exactly. And, and he continued with the match. How about this? We've never seen anything spot-wise. I this the that, did, that didn't involve that didn't involve mankind because we had the mankind. Um, I think he got. I don't know if it was pedigreed or he got backdrop through the cage again. But again, it happened after the Undertaker match. So it, imagine yourself as a middle school child and you're watching wrestling and you've never seen someone get thrown off of a 20 foot structure. Because before the match happened, they built up a they built up the structure. No, like it's right, this right. this is this 20 foot structure, steel, all this other bullshit. And then the first thing that happens is a guy gets thrown off the top of it. Like you've never seen that before. Yeah. Ever, I remember watching that shit, and I lost my goddamn mind. Right, but that doesn't make it the best match. No, I'm, it's something no, new. Best and match fresh. Is, when I say best match of that era as a child, like my impression that's of iconic. it. Okay. Yeah, the, that, that's my definition of it. Like seeing it live, you see it. That's the best match of the Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. Was that because it's something we never seen before? Now, I, of course, I can parse. And, and, and pick through. I understand right. it was a spot fest. Like I understand that. Right. I, I, I get that as an adult. But I'm talking about middle school Randy see, watching Mankind versus fucking Undertaker. And Mankind gets thrown on the top of the cage and JR says he's dead. I don't even think like as middle school Randy or middle school Tony that we realized how crazy that was. So I did. This, he got I mean, thrown 20 we, feet and he we, hit the concrete. We knew it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. But you look at it now and how much crazier it is as an adult versus middle school mm-hmm. because we were in the wrestling shit yeah. and it was like, all right, some of us make it believe, some of us not. Think about it now versus it's crazier now watching that than it was in middle school. To think that a grown man was like, all right, throw me off the top of this cage and I'm thirty gonna hit, feet. I'm gonna hit that plywood and then hit the concrete. <clears throat> yeah. And he separated his shoulders. That's why it can't and then do it again. Everything can't be scripted. The fuck no! Yeah, you you no. have some free will to just do whatever you want. No, he hit the ground. Tickets. His yeah. shoulder popped out of socket. They popped it back in the they socket. They definitely knew that. Was and then he climbed back up to the top of the cage yeah. to get thrown through it again. Yeah. They oh, thought they on. legit thought once he hit the table, he was done for the rest of the night. Yeah, he legit. Everyone thought that. Yeah, he. <laughs> you can't that kind. No, no, yeah, he, he legit <laughs> got up off that stretcher himself. No, went in the ring, got choke slammed through the cage. Throw the ring. With a chair on top of his face. With a chair on top of his face. <laughs> that knocked his tooth through his nose. 
The, watch that a match again. No, I've if you have, watched if you have it WWE a million times. You can see him move everything except that shoulder that yes. got dislocated. Yes. They pop the shoulder back in place when he's on the gurney. He's like, all right, cool. I'm good to go. He gets off of the gurney. He's like, all right. He's like, you he's see him like, moving still the shoulder. Like this. Yes, yes. <laughs> he's like this. He's, the ring. he's obviously concussed. Because he doesn't know what the fuck is going on. Because he immediately goes back up to the top of the fucking cage again. And Undertaker <laughs> looking at him like, are you fucking kidding me? Right now? Like, this dude is insane. Dog. There's, there's no match that I think can top the excitement, wonder, like, just f- flat out fucking awe that I experienced when watching that match in, in person. Like, not one match since then has happened where I'm like, good lord goddamn. You gotta be fucking kidding me. There's over no match. There's no Brock match. SummerSlam? Yeah, over Brock SummerSlam. Because at Brock SummerSlam, I'm, I'm an adult and I can understand, like, all right, you know. That's the problem, though. We we know what to expect. Back then, we didn't know that that was gonna happen. That's what I'm saying. Like, that, that's why it lives It lives in infamy, him going out there getting thrown oh, on top of that I'm, fucking cage. I don't disagree with you that it lives in infamy. But I'm talking about an actual wrestling match. But a part of a wrestling match is yeah, I, like the reaction, I, no, right? I know, I understand. I thought about that. I was like, I honestly didn't think anybody would bring it up. But huh? Are we good? You, you okay over there, yeah. buddy? I'm great. All right, uh, right. <laughs> you're talking uh, yourself. <laughs> man, this shit could be like a five part podcast. Yeah, I mean, it could be. It could be. We've gone a lot longer than anticipated, but fuck it. Yeah. All right, uh, so. WWE is, is using a lot of the same superstars that we've been talking about, right? Rock, Austin, Mankind. And when I say using them, I mean today. Why do you think they rely so heavily on that era, the Attitude Era of wrestlers? Like, why can't they build wrestlers where they, they don't need a Stone Cold, they don't need a Rock, they don't need a Mankind, they don't need a, a, a Shawn Michaels to, to carry the product today? Well, you can go, Tony. Good. Okay. Um, I think they're just... I feel like uh, they're at a point where they may feel like they're losing that 90s era like us. Yeah. For instance, as as a fan. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to keep us interested by bringing these guys back and relying heavily on them. Uh, other than that, that, I mean, I think that's it. Because why else would you bring back these stars? Like... For instance, we've had this discussion a million times. Why are you bringing back these fucking part-timers at WrestleMania? In their eyes, they feel like, okay, to generate the biggest audience possible for WrestleMania, mm-hmm. you know, we want to capture these, you know, these fucking, you know, Monday Night Wars fans. We want to keep them in. So how are we going to keep them interested? Oh, let 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 Triple H wrestle again, right? You know, yeah. Let's let's have him on WrestleMania. You know, let's invite Shawn Michaels back. Let's do all this shit at the last minute instead of giving these younger guys opportunities to wrestle at a WrestleMania. Uh, we want to make it this twenty card match that nobody cares about. I don't give a fuck. WrestleMania is this Sunday. It's Friday night. I don't give a fuck about Batista or Triple H. Boo. These guys haven't wrestled. They're not in the storyline. But that's Vince McMahon's thinking process of getting a bigger audience to tune in and watch WrestleMania. Because he believes that people actually care about these guys still. No, I don't. 
Triple H had a good match since Undertaker and Triple H at WrestleMania and whatever it was. Yeah, 26 or 27. Yeah, Hell in the Cell. Right. Yeah. I mean, I understand it to a degree, but as a fan who's always watched wrestling, give me NXT guys. Yeah. What? Like, show these younger guys. I'd rather have these younger guys come on, have a match. You just brought up Ricochet and Aleister Black. Mm-hmm. I'd rather see them fight each other than watch Triple H. Yeah. And a Batista match. Yeah. That don't mean anything to the company right now. I hate that they don't give them the same creative freedom as they gave like Austin and The Rock. Because yeah. you, you really don't know what you have, right? No. Yeah. You, you, you could have, like when they gave Becky Lynch the um, creative freedom, she took the fuck off. Correct. You know? And she ain't a great in-ring performer. So I mean I, I I hate the way they um, control it so much. Well, that's Vince to, today. I mean I get it because you, you can't just give everyone a microphone because you know some people may say some fucked up shit. And I mean they, they're a public traded com- publicly traded company. Mm-hmm. I, I understand why they, they want to be careful, but we've lost a lot um, since this golden era of wrestling, which was I think the Attitude Era. But let's play hypothetical matchmaker. So, if you could book one match between any promotion, WCW, WWE, ECW, what would you book? I'm sorry, with you, Tony, because you look like you're very... (laughs) (laughs) You're thinking very hard about it right now. Okay, so... I have three matches. And... Three of them, like I said, it's it was a tough decision. Obviously, Austin versus Goldberg. Everybody, that's got to be number one on everybody's list at their prime. And I'm talking about like Goldberg at you know his undefeated streak. Austin is you know fucking going through everybody. Those two, everybody wanted to see those two wrestle against each other. Is Goldberg powerful? You know, like Stone Cold is this badass. Goldberg is undefeated. He's beating everybody in his path. I don't see how we wouldn't want to see that match. Mm-hmm. We never got to see it. Yeah. So that's that's number one. I can continue, but I'll let you guys go ahead and. All right. I got a tag team. Tag team match. Oh, okay. there she There you go. There you go. Okay. I got The Rock. I don't want to say it. <laughs> what are you afraid of? <laughs> I don't want to say it. I rock with him, but I don't rock with him like, you know, as much as the other three. But I got The Rock and Brock together. Holy okay. shit. Holy shit. <laughs> Against Stone Cold and Goldberg. If I can see that, I'm good. I'm good. The Rock and Brock versus Stone Cold and Goldberg. I'm Interesting done. match. I'm done with that. Matchmaker, man. Hey, that that's four of the... <laughs> that's yeah. it. Yeah, that's, that's it. four of the top fucking five superstars. I mean, I'm good with that. If I see that, I'm done. So my match originally was Goldberg versus 
Brock Lesnar, but that actually happened. <laughs> that matches his <laughs> That matches fucking... That's why it, it lives up to the hype. Yes, <laughs> it did. Both times. So, if I, if I got to pick a match from the Attitude Era, it would be Hollywood Hulk Hogan, but it has to be the Hollywood persona. Mm-hmm. Has to be a Hollywood persona. First Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's not even a good match. It's a good match. Hogan's and the, overrated. What? Well, okay, I mean, perhaps, perhaps I, I give you that. I, I don't want to see Austin right. about to take a big boot and a leg drop. A leg drop? That's gonna take out Stone Cold. <laughs> so, in, in my match, Austin wins that. Austin wins the match. Right, 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 right. In, in, in my scenario, but I still want to see those two titans. Come, you know, Titans? Come, hell yeah, they're tight. In the wrestling industry, Stone Cold is tight. You don't get bigger than them. Hollywood, uh, right. Hogan is tight. You, you got to see those. I mean, that's what I. That's what I would want to see. Is, is it a popular? Is it a popular match? No. I want to see it. Would wrestling peers want to see it? No. But me being a little kid growing up in the fucking Attitude Era, I would love to see Hollywood Hogan versus Stone Cold Steve Austin because those are the the two. In my mind, as Fucking middle school Randy, that's the biggest star from WWF, and that's the biggest star from WCW coming together, fighting each other. WCW? Yeah, he's yeah. the biggest star in WCW, yeah. Hollywood Hogan. Yeah. 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 Bigger than Goldberg? Hell yeah. He was, he was. Bigger than, Go- Bigger than Goldberg? Yeah. yeah. I have to just disagree with that. No. I have to. No. Go- I have to. Goldberg was a star. He wasn't Hollywood Hogan star, though. I, he was not, he wasn't Hollywood Hogan because WCW kind of folded before he could. They, they yeah. fucked the, they fucked up the Goldberg character. They fucked it up. They when Kevin Nash beat him with a taser, they fucked up the, the Goldberg character, bro. Yeah. There's no there's no point where Goldberg was losing his whole Hogan. There's it's not it's not even close. He didn't. That's the thing. But. Had he, I mean, he yeah, had not, he it's not a match. had he transitioned. That wasn't my match though. My match was. Fucking Hogan and Austin. Austin. (laughs) Had he transitioned from WCW Goldberg right into the E, WWF, at the time when they bought the company, a lot of those guys' contracts were up. So they they didn't sign, and Goldberg refused to sign with uh, WWE. We may have seen that match, which, you know, like, we may have seen Hogan versus Austin. We may have seen Goldberg versus Austin, but they didn't. They, yeah, you know they they were con uh, contractually obligated to do whatever the fuck they wanted to, and they set out and they got paid fat money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I that's why that. when WWF bought WCW, it was whack because their invasion didn't include any of the top stars. Yeah, so. Uh, Taker, Undertaker, and Sting, I've always wanted to see at their prime, though. So, like, Undertaker, like, Ministry, Sting, when he's, like, defecto and W.O. coming down. Yeah, Yeah, like, I'm fucking uh, Crow Sting. Like, when I first start, how do you not, like, there are two big entities in this industry. Sting is recreated himself to this Fucking like I said, Crow persona. Undertaker is already his persona. Like seeing them two at their peak, would I want to see it now? No, I don't care. It'd be a shit match right now, right? And then uh, the only other match I've ever wanted to see is Shawn Michaels and Eddie Guerrero. 
And that never happened, and that sucks. I think Shawn Michaels Goldberg would have been a good match. Shawn Michaels Goldberg. Shawn Michaels would have carried the match. Yeah, but he I think, always carries matches. But I, I think it would have been a great match because you have like this. It's that whole um, in, unstoppable force versus the immovable object type thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that would been a great match. And you have a fucking. It's a gift to you because Goldberg set up as a spear. Uh-huh. Shawn Michaels is a sweet chain music. Right. Of course, you got set up right there. Yeah. You got Goldberg coming up as a spear. Spirit, and hit the Shawn, music. Yep. Yeah. 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 And you get the kick out. I mean, I would love to see that as well. But when it comes to just pure. Name recognition and like as a, I'm looking at it as a music kid. It's the Rock and Goldberg. I want to no, see yeah. Yeah. fucking Stone Cold versus Hogan. That's, that's what I want to see. It's as a matches child. that you didn't see. So yeah. like it was always we go back and I, how I talk about Chris Jericho when he was WCW. I was like, damn man, him and Shawn Michaels would be dope. But I seen the Shawn Michaels and Chris Jericho match at WrestleMania. Definitely one of the most underrated matches. Ever. It was a good match. It definitely was good. It could have been better. They didn't give it enough time. Whatever. Anyway, uh, Eddie Guerrero at that time, you know, oh my God, that cruiserweight division was insane, man. Go back and watch some of those matches. And, 9.99. And you, okay. So as a fan back then, maybe we didn't respect it as much. Mm-hmm. I always liked it. You go back and watch it now, and it's like, damn, man. Put that match in a fucking NXT. Yeah. Put that match on a fucking Raw. That's just tearing the house down. Yeah, but you, you need people who would appreciate it. That's yeah. what you need. You, yeah. you have to do that in like a Philadelphia yeah. or someone in those towns where, yeah. where they understand wrestling and all that other bullshit. Uh, nowadays, Rent, Amari, do you watch? No. I still watch. You still watch. I still watch. Yeah. We... Get together every uh, Big Four pay-per-views. Big Four would include Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, um, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series. Yeah. It's a big spectacle. Uh, (laughs) Like 20 of us get together. Yeah. 20 of us get together. We enjoy it. It's a great time, even if the card is shitty. Uh, But, uh, yeah, man. Wrestling is wrestling. I think I'll always watch wrestling. I don't think I'll ever... The tear from wrestling. Nothing you can do or say is gonna say, "Yeah, I'm gonna stop." <laughs> I think there was like a, I think there was a period where like that JBL era. I fucked JBL. And like, like I, I got him the Eddie Guerrero when he was on top in the JBL era. Mm-hmm. I kind of like veered off because yeah. got mad sour, and then they brought me back. Is Grunt coming? Grunk? Oh, we'll Probably. see, man. We'll see. I'm, t- I'm sure Tony's glad to see him not in a Patriots uniform. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck the Patriots, by the way. Now, we, we've been talking for two hours and 22 minutes. Wow. It's a long time. 222? 90s wrestling. I'll fucking tell you that. Man. 90s wrestling. Should probably wrap it up? Yeah. Yes. All right. Tony, where can they find you, man? Uh, I'm only on Twitter at... B F L O S O W N, Buffalo Zone. Uh, I tweet occasionally about wrestling, <laughs> NFL, hockey. You know, Buffalo still ain't making the playoffs. <laughs> and, hey, I'm Buffalo through and through, so uh, I might occasionally tweet some shit you don't like. So, <laughs> give them hot part. takes. 
Uh, find me on the website, man. Uh, TheWolfTicketsExperience.com. Um, try to funnel every everything through there, you know, just so we can get more, you know, contact and response. What about you? All right. Well, you you know where you can find me. Instagram, my social media platform of choice, Mister Westbrook Three, the number three, and Twitter. Are you Randy Two? But I mean, if, if you've made it this far, you've made it quite. <laughs> you, you've been on if the journey. If you listen to us at two hours and twenty minutes, <laughs> you're a fucking wrestling. Fan. You're a legitimate wrestling fan. All seven appreciate it. We appreciate yes. it. Yes. We are fucking out. Yes. Yeah.